It's been a long time, now there's a new episode Hello, this episode was recorded with Farah Diana A person we have had guested A person who has have guest A person who has been a guest on this podcast in the last season Where we talked about TikTok and our teenage uh, adventures and shenanigans and disasters uh, Farina is a good friend of mine I uh, uh, got to know her uh, Through comedy And we catch up To find out what she's been up to uh, We learn a lot about uh, New cooking adventures uh, Hysteria Again she has personal experience with that uh, Almost being kidnapped And true crime uh, If my nose sounds stuffed up right now It's because I'm unwell I <laughs> Uh, I've been uh, sick And the job I currently have Is Punishing And Severe So my apologies for Lateness in the episode Uploads But here it is For you And I Part of me is tempted To record this intro Such that It makes the length of the episode Reach two hours But I wouldn't do that even though we're so close to two hours. It's like one fifty seven or something. Dang. Well, this is the length of episode we have. <laughs> so, this is a fun uh, conversation. Uh, at the time of recording, um, it was... Um, the, the conversation flew by. So, hopefully, it, it goes the same with you. Uh, a note for the listener. Near the end of the episode, there was um, some issues with... Some technical issues with echoing and... Uh, um, uh, uh, leakages but, but I've tried my best to fix that In post So if you hear any weirdness at the end That's why But it's like a little Little tiny bit She uh, should not detract from the enjoyment of the episode I hope Thank you for still listening And uh, take care of yourself You know, drive drive carefully Here we go Four. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Mental Pucha Podcast with me, your favorite host of this podcast and the only host of the podcast is my podcast, Uzaki <laughs> Zainal. Hi. Hi. And the, hi, and the person you're listening to at the other end of the line, or you know, she's with us, um, audio-wise, is the returning guest, all the way from where she lives, Fardiana. <laughs> Hello, it's great to be back. You're back. It's great to be back. I've kind yeah. of like, I, I kind of love being on a podcast since the first time I was on. <laughs> oh, you, have you been going to other parties? No, but I've been listening to some. <laughs> oh, that's good. What, what are your, what are your, you know, maybe you can recommend some to the listener if you if I they listen like to this. crime podcasts. <laughs> true, true crime. True crime right? podcast. They, they do say true crime. They make a habit of like insisting that it's true. <laughs> But like, is it true or is it allegedly true? That is the mystery. Like, does it, of it matter all? to you? Does it matter to you that the crime is true when you listen to the true crime podcast? It matters that it's interesting. That's it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So then, why are they like, no, but this is this really happened far away, some place you'll never. This be. is based on a true story, and I'm just like, ooh, it adds like a little bit of depth, a little bit of flavor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like I was doing because somebody wanted to, I, I was fishing for topics for 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 a solo episode of the podcast, and somebody suggested me me to talk about true crime. I have no experience as a consumer of that media, and I'm like, I mean, my ha- question ha- is: Have you watched um like for example, 
if it if it's not podcast, it's also like YouTube shows like BuzzFeed Unsolved. No, I know other people like it. I but the the closest thing is um, what was it? The I guess Dirty Money. Oh, I haven't watched Netflix. that either. Yeah, which is technically true crime, but I know it's not really in the genre. Like there's some there's a there's the tropes you expect. The, when somebody says it's true crime, oh, is it like murder. they mostly yeah they mostly talk about murder, kidnapping, Can, and like murder and kidnapping. Yeah, and what else? The murder, kidnapping, decapitation. Uh, that's murder. I think that falls <laughs> under murder <laughs> unless they're walking around. That's true. Sorry. I don't. I'm sure that's under the murder column. So. Yeah, kind. But like other things are crime too, but it's not under true crime. Because it's not like, it's not as interesting if there isn't a murder involved. Some sort of uh, scandal. Yeah, it's too intense for me like the, uh, the murder thing. Like I I watch Dirty Money because the crime is somebody took my money. Oh, <laughs> which is like, you know, which is to me like, oh, okay. Yeah, I I've, I've had this happen. I can relate. But Wait, someone has taken like, your someone has taken your money? I mean, you know, I've participated in capitalism, so yes. Oh my god! You know, you know, I thought we, someone we, like stole your wallet or like like pinjam do it, you that, know, and then like oh, I I don't want to give it back to you. I, I mean, that happens also, you know. Like that's you say that as if that's like a, not a normal occurrence. No, it, I'm not suggesting normal every day, but like you know, we all know somebody who never pays back and they yeah. don't return calls. Like, have you ever had yeah. a friend that was like? You know they owe you money, but you know they're not ever gonna pay you back. So you just kind of let it seep into the cracks of the friendship. That's something that I I I don't remember if I was taught this or I learned it, but I feel like might be might be something I picked up somewhere. Is that if your friend wants to ask you for money, just assume they're not gonna give it back. Yeah, that's what my mom said as well. Yeah, because you know. <laughs> I do. I want to keep the friendship or the money. If I want to keep, you know, what I mean, if I want to keep the friendship, then whatever. I'm not gonna, you know. Yeah. I, if I, yeah, yeah. So, I'm. I for sure. There's a lot of people, but I, I don't mind. <laughs> like, like it's. I I can help you. Don't say like it's like borrowing a cup of sugar from your neighbor. Are you really gonna return a cup of sugar? No, absolutely like, not. Okay, <laughs> it's not. It's gonna happen. Like, hello, hi. Remember the sugar? But, Here but it like, is. if the person comes and asks for sugar every morning, mm-hmm. you would feel a little. Um, I got no oh, sugar yeah. left, man. Like yeah, uh, I'm all not, out, you know. <laughs> I don't have I don't have that friend. You I'm don't have that friend. Listener. I have had I'm that friend. For... It, oh, it's, no. it's crazy, yeah, because like, because it's like going against like my, what my mom taught me. It's like ah, oh, yeah, it's just a cup of sugar. It's fine, right? It's just like ah, oh, just give right. it, just give it. It's fine because you know that person needs help. Right, but, but like, this person is. Mm, how are they doing? Yeah, uh, well, I cut them off. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because like, because like, I know. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, because like, um, I realized that it wasn't only me she was asking for money from. From. Uh, so I was mm. like, oh, that sounds a little bit shady, and also you haven't given me back any of my money, which I didn't really expect it to. But I didn't expect you to go to all of my other friends and ask for money as well. It made me kind right. of like feel icky inside. <laughs> Uh, this person was a serial uh, crowdfunder, <laughs> like just trying to fund their lifestyle from hey, other can, people. Hey, can you fund my Kickstarter? I'm trying to like get an iPhone. Yeah, that's you know. I mean, we know we know it's always good to help people, but 
you, should, you know, you should know how to take care of yourself first. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, so um, that so that I can relate to. I've never, whenever uh, the true crime tropes, which is kidnapping, murder, and and, and and torture and stuff, I couldn't really like consume that as ent- entertainment or what because I'm like. I've never been murdered. Right. So, but have you ever been that. almost kidnapped? <laughs> no, but I have. I, I, th- this is what. Uh, this is kind of the point that I understand now because not like literally now, but I figured out why it's a genre that is much. Um, uh, I think a lot of the famous true crime hosts, podcast hosts that I know are 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 ladies. Yeah. And the fans are also ladies. Like the people who tell me to watch BuzzFeed Unsolved. Uh, 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 woman I know uh, friend lah and then you know I feel like that there's a particular gender, sl- gender slant to the fans of true crimes because you're not watching it for entertainment you're watching it as a cautionary tale yeah that's of what true to, <laughs> yeah, oh my what god to do, what it's like a do. warning like hey this could happen yeah, to you a guy watches it and I'm like man these 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 people are sloppy yeah I wouldn't have done that like- but <laughs> a lady would take notes what happened with your almost kidnapping? Oh my god, this happened when I was about like ten to nine years old, I think, and oh, wow. I was oh, no, I was in scary. I was in a private school, so like you know everybody knew everybody, oh, no. and during yeah. the time when you would go home, uh, you know you would know that person's parents, these person's drivers, etc., etc. Yeah. So this guy came up to at least five of my other friends during recess and said, hey, at that time... What? At, at this time, you know, Academy Fantasia was, like, really famous. <laughs> so he was like, hey, and, like, do you want to come to Academy Fantasia? Like, I have an extra ticket. Like, I'll just give you the ticket. Wow. And, like, okay. my, all my friends were like, nah. And, okay, at this point, I didn't listen to any of my friends because I didn't yeah. know that they had been approached. Right. So he approached me and he was like, hey, do you want a free ticket? Just meet me after school, like, outside the gate. And I was just like, sure. <laughs> okay. And you were, wait, how old are you? I was ten, nine. Ten I was nine or ten. Nine. So I was like, I, sure. Okay. <laughs> and then right. I realized literally, like, ten minutes afterwards. Hmm. Ten minutes afterwards, I was, like, immediately in panic mode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But, but... We weren't cornered or what? The person was just talking to you. Yeah, the person was just talking to like a bunch of students like, hey, do you want a free ticket to a show? Oh. Like, and then like, oh, he's just, he's just doing the offer. Okay, yeah. everyone. Okay, everyone. If just you want, if you want to, yeah. <laughs> somewhere very particular. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's Dang. great. Free tickets. Me as a, as a child going, yeah, free tickets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I went immediately to my headmistress. I was like, oh my god, I think someone's gonna kidnap me. Hmm. And she was, she literally brought out a folder and like folded through, and then he was like, was it this man? Whoa, (laughs) wait a minute. It was crazy. I was like, yeah, exactly. It is that man with a scar on his left eye. And wait, they have a folder? They have a folder. That was crazy. which is good. Yeah, which is great. Like I but really commend. This is the first time you. But this is the first time you saw the folder. Yeah, absolutely. I was just like a kid going to the school, and apparently the school has a folder of people who they think are suspicious. Right. And she was like, "It's okay. Like uh, after school, I will escort you to your mom's car, and like mm. please don't accept any tickets from anyone because mm. if they wanted to give us free tickets, they would give it to everyone." 
That was what the headmistress said. It's not like don't take any free tickets because the guy might have made a criminal. But instead, she's like, don't take free tickets because I would have got one. No, she's if this she's person like, gave to everyone, I wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. She, why did you get it? That's not fair. Exactly. <laughs> like, why? Why are is he only giving it to you? Why is why don't I get a ticket to Academy Fantasia? We all want to go. <laughs> Is it this man? I've been waiting and he's offering to children. I've been asking this guy to come over. <laughs> Let me really escort insane. you to your mom's place. Where did he say he's meeting? Alright, I'm gonna go. What time? Okay. Oh my god. Bye. Send Farah home. I'm gonna go and get some tickets. Yeah. So that oh boy. Yeah, and then like I never saw that man ever again. That's scary. That was extremely scary well, to me. I thought like, okay, uh, if what would have actually happened? If I actually went, you know, mm. and it was it was you, during the time of the Nurin Jaslin case as well. That was super scary. Oh, this this is becoming a real two crime podcast yeah, now. You're bringing in references. I didn't know it was going to gonna go this way. I have no reference for it. The, who, who is, what is the Nurin Jaslin thing? I feel like Nurin Jaslin is, is is a child that got kidnapped at that particular time. It was two thousand five, two thousand six. And then, Dang. and then she was found several days later in a bar, in a gym bag, I think. Oof! And it, it was very, this very is... violent. And then I understand why they like the the yeah the the appeal to to you know half of the population who was going to be potential victims yeah to listen to true crime and like find out what's happening yeah and they never found um, the killer. It was very very like traumatizing, for, especially for kids uh, reading that at the, that point of time. I would. I don't know. If as the headmistress with a folder of suspects and people, <laughs> not like you know, tell the kids you know these are people to avoid. Like you would have heard stranger danger exactly ask when you communicate shit. Guy, hey, don't you know if stranger you know offers you whatever, just don't listen to them. Adults don't need help from kids. I, I think the the headmistress was like your parents should have taught you, but like. I guess your parents. Should, your parents had the folder, man. Yeah, exactly. This folder my is what I'm, what I'm thinking of right now. Folder of creepy people that you should watch out for. Here is the folder of creepos. Like that should be the first thing you get at school. Here's your uniform. Here's your you know classes list, and here's a picture of you know of, of police sketch of a bunch <laughs> of people you should avoid. Do you think my headmistress like, probably listens to true crime podcasts? I don't know. I feel like she it's might be a popular a, like enough a, genre. She might be like a detective, you know, like trying to find... <laughs> I don't know. She seems like... She's like how, like how does she have like a folder full of suspicious people? Because she works at a school. True. And like... The, does, part any of other school, does any other school have a folder of suspicious people? I think if you're a private school... This is, this is the thing that the, the, the responsibilities of, of, of a school administration that a lot of uh, people maybe are not aware of. Like you're not just responsible for the, for the, the, the children in your education, but also their safety. True, and true. It, yeah, this is the thing that you have to uh, pay attention to. Like who you allow to work in the school who are not teachers... Uh, uh, who are teachers also love, but but also what what their background record is. Yeah, the, who are the drivers yeah. that pick up the children? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Who knows what about what? When you bring the kids somewhere, is it somewhere safe? Is it an area where there's known to be incidents and stuff? These are all like stuff school admins, among they're supposed to do and be able to work with local law enforcement. Yeah, I mean, to, did, did to, you hear about the 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 kidnapping that happened in Monkiara where like I think the kid was released under $1 million, like, ransom, I think. This is very interesting 
but I'm noticing that as we're as we're talking, I've never I have I neglected to introduce you to the listeners. So like, <laughs> this I'm, we're going back to that. All for right, sure. okay, okay, okay. But like the list, the, okay, hold it, okay, listener, this is for Ariana. <laughs> I know, I know. In this podcast, I just talk to whoever, and sometimes I don't even introduce the people if they're guests often enough. But Ariana is a, a a friend of mine. Uh, uh, I think we met at one of the shows that we did. Yes. Uh, which was one of the improv stuff we did at the, the Joy Factory, and she's very funny. She's real cool. We hang out and we do like we play online games during the pandemic and stuff. And she's really funny. And before this, in the earlier episode of the Mental Pacha podcast, Ariana came in not as a true crime uh, <laughs> expert. <laughs> but rather as as somebody who who at the time uh, uh was particularly her subject matter her subject matter expertise uh relative to me was in communicating to teens yes and yeah and we were talking about uh tiktok and where social media is headed how our own specific experiences as a teenager uh, uh were compared to the teenagers now and that was the conversation you want to listen to how I felt about TikTok at the time going to that episode. Uh, and at the time, you were working with Lunaria. Yes. So okay. I was, yeah, was I uh, was working for a Malay uh, teen brand. Uh, mm-hmm. I was doing social media for them. So yeah. I was very aware of how teens would react to social media. And especially at the rise at the time was TikTok. So mm. how do you feel about TikTok now, Mus? <laughs> Well, at the time, if I remember right, I was like super apprehensive. I really wanted to understand it. And it was very like when I tried the app for like three seconds and uninstalled it, it was too <laughs> much. Because like I, I'm familiar with apps going, okay, hello, user. Uh-huh. This is your thing. This is the thing. And this is that. This is that. You can do this. You can do that. And here are the things. Okay, have fun now. But TikTok is, TikTok is like the first thing you see. Is like a, a prank, and then the next thing, the next move, the next thing you do with your finger okay. is another video of a guy farting into a cup, <laughs> and it's like, what's going on? And all like less than a minute, and it's a little too. It's even more frenetic than Vine. This, this is then, what I, I described it um to my boyfriend about how how TikTok is just like a chihuahua mm. on speed. <laughs> so basically, it's just like a minute. It's weird. A minute. It's calming a minute it's like freaking out over nothing and also there's a song about couches somehow mm, yeah you know it's yeah it's everything but like the internet is also everything the youtube is also everything but that's a lot of like that's more much um it's a pull medium where you 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 have the time to 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 decide what you want to what you want to consume can <laughs> with tiktok they just show you immediately exactly like, here you go like what? What are these? I didn't ask for this. Okay, next. So it's like a lot, and it was very much um, it was uh, uh to me because it didn't allow for a lot of my autonomy. I I felt at the time, uh-huh. and it felt very salesy, even though there's no ads in it. Yeah. But uh, since you know during the pandemic, I'm like, I, if I don't you know get into the groove of what's happening with with what, I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm gonna, I I'll feel I I'm not you know what. What you, you? Why am I closing myself off to new experiences? That's mm-hmm. not smart. So I uh, got into TikTok, and I'm like, what I'm learning that's good about it is, unlike let's say Vine, which is also short form content, mm-hmm. uh, TikTok has uh, one minute, which is longer, but also their algorithm allows content that's not necessarily shocking or funny 
or 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 entertaining to be available. It also allows for short form like little explainer videos or like uh, it's all sorts of genres. Yeah, just the daily content. Somebody talking about finance and the and the the way the algo learns your behavior is really quick. I feel like because. We're only slaves to two algorithms: just the Facebook one uh-huh. and the Google one, and that's it. You you think there's more? No, it's just Facebook and Google. Which is <laughs> Facebook has your Instagram and your WhatsApps, and 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 Google has your YouTube and everything else, and that's it. But with TikTok, it's a completely different entity. You know, though you, the Chinese people have your data now, which is, <laughs> eh, you know, on the grander scale of things, what are you gonna do? So so, uh, but the way they learn it is really quick, and like, I'm surprised that. At how TikTok learned my behavior. Absolutely. And now I never see I never see any prank videos now. I just see like the kind of fun content that, that I I, that I, I watched one astrology video and one cooking video and suddenly there was yeah. a cooking astrology video. <laughs> I didn't great. I didn't even know that existed. But yeah, algorithms are now, amazing, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so it's great. And like then now it's even much um oh when I think we 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 dipped into this part uh, uh, um, uh, this topic before the in the other episode that I had you on, where like the early ish parts of mm-hmm. what content meant, where before the term content creator was a thing, mm-hmm. you just put stuff online and it's fun and it's quirky and seeing weird things happen online is part of the fun things about being on the internet. It's part you of the gamble. The, yeah, but also like it's fun. You you can like do something just to do it, especially like in areas of fandom, mm-hmm. where like somebody is just a fan, so they 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 write a bunch of fan fiction, and somebody took that fan fiction and they reenact it with puppets or whatever. <laughs> and this this is the only stuff you'll find on the internet, and it'll be done by like maybe like twenty people, and there'll be like five titles that are doing the same thing. But now that nicheification of ideas is just exponentially like done now you can find a, a finance guru who only you know who only who only gives you finance tips while eating a burger exactly and you know what I mean it's, and it's like it's such a like a, it's it used to be that I feel like if I have an idea that's smart enough I can just do it but now very likely everybody is also like a bunch of other people exactly like me are doing it and I feel not much um there's one on one hand I'm like yo I'm kind of intimidated my idea has to be really really special now if I want to put it out yeah but also I feel kind of <clears throat> uh, inspired as well because whatever stupid idea I have somebody is gonna like it it's gonna be seen by somebody because of how everybody's making stuff now and it's cool I feel like with 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 like seeing content that maybe you could have thought of first, you have yeah. a feeling that, yes, absolutely, I can create that idea. Yeah, It's yeah, yeah. possible. Like, it's, no, it's no longer in the contents of your mind, in the cage of your mind, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's already, already always been the case with, with the internet anyway, even when YouTube started. When I first started on YouTube, I was already aware <coughs> of the power of just putting whatever you want on there and having, having, having the entire world have access to it. Yeah. It's just that now, I see way more people just making making content as a thing. It's now super normalized almost. Yeah. It used to be, oh, you make content for the internet? That's kind of weird. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, you don't make content? You don't make content. You don't, how are you surviving? Like, like, how are you not making content right now? That is just like, yeah. that's like not breathing. Yeah, it's weird. It's, 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 it
the other way. Yeah. Like back back when I told people I made stuff on YouTube, I had to do it kind of muttering and kind of shy. People were like, uh huh, that's cute. And now like, oh, you don't have stuff on YouTube? What are you even doing? What are you Get even serious, on, bro? Man. What are you even on if how you're you not gonna, on YouTube? Where the where the How are you gonna you grow at? your real estate business if you don't have a TikTok? Like what? I'm like, huh? how how does like, this get to there? I don't even know because like when I I mean Obviously, I think when I grew up, I was already in the rise of like YouTubers in Malaysia, like Jinny yeah. Boy, and like uh, I think that it was cool, the Ming, Ming thing. the Ming thing. And then, yeah. um, so I was going to a lot of their events and a lot of their stuff, trying to like you know trying to like learn what they do and like how they do it. And yeah. then I just realized making content is completely viable and optionable. If you, you don't really have to learn anything, you just have to start doing it. Yeah. Yeah, the thing you are doing is like, this is a an idea that that this that I've uh, elucidated before, but content isn't king anymore. Yeah, like we're hemorrhaging content by all of our body holes. But the what is what is now uh, a thing to look for is to like, the thing to build is community. Yeah, like the more you make regular content, the more people get, be a fan of it, and the more you build a whole. Uh, a group who become your fan base and supporters and then they support you you support them and that becomes a viable way to just you know be a person as in not be a person no, that was a little weird of a jump like it's a, it's a viable way to much um, sustain it's, yourself it's modern day community living basically yeah and it's a I really like this idea it's about <clears throat> it gives like a, autonomy to people and like it now sort of flattens the idea of making art because because there was a time uh, where making a movie is a big deal yeah. and making a series is a big deal now you have so many streaming services and a bunch of bunch of you know movies don't really mean anything now you just uh, you have so many series are everywhere by everything all the all your favorite movie stars are doing series yeah. and then you can make and 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 making uh, 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 video or audio or anything now is an actual much like, like artisan job, you know, like 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 the artisans of old of yore, <laughs> where where you just you eh, make a little thing from clay and then you sell it and then you know, thank you merchant class. Yeah, this is now a thing now. Except your 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 clay pot is is a, a TikTok video about soup. Exactly, and I like that. I really like that. So <laughs> that's where I. That's my state now, and that's how I feel about making content. It's just that I know here in Malaysia, there's, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking for myself, like it, but I'm, I'm me. Like, I'll, I'll be more, even more personal. I'm trying to figure out how to like get the autonomy going and be sustainable by myself because uh, it takes a little more. Because of the barriers, in particular, of what kind of, of barriers do you, do you think you money. have, like when it when it comes to creating content? For me, is uh, I I think is just uh, um, the how I I know I have a niche mm-hmm. that people do enjoy. I mean, I'm serving the niche right now. Hello, listener. Thank you for supporting. <laughs> but it's the 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 thing of as I grow up, my overheads get a little larger. I'm not. I don't have a family yet. I'm not really looking for tra- travel yet. But it used to be that I can just, I can supplement this with my live shows, and my you know my my, my live performances mm-hmm. and other things that I can do outside of the pandemic. But since then, I just need to. I have to reconsider how 
to get back into it and also in Malaysia specifically all of my favorite content makers almost all of them they all end up being uh, absorbed into like making ads or doing sponsored stuff mm-hmm. which I'm not really super keen on doing I, I, I prefer the Patreon model of paying directly yeah uh, so thank you Patreon supporters uh, uh, for, for I know many of our listeners are supporters of Patreon uh, I thank you for your support you keep this content available uh, and, and, and going but I'm, I'm also aware as they are probably aware that this model is very new and much like, I do have a sense that people are not yet uh, uh, comfortable with paying for their content here. So what yeah. we are, I don't know if you know this, I w- but I like would have Malaysia, to say, yeah, because it, uh, paying for content yeah. without monetization or any ads, yeah. it feels uncomfortable for most Malaysians, yeah, because they would rather... Why do you think that is? Wh- what? Why do you think that is? I think it's more of, we're not there yet. <laughs> we're not there mean? yet as a community as as a whole entire country we don't want to pay for things that are like oh but it's available on like YouTube or it's available if I download it it's available you know like everything that yeah. I can get for free why would I pay for it they don't see the value of it as of yet I understand that much um, uh, behavior it's just that I I mean I, I, uh, the Malaysia is like Second or third to China for like pirating content. Yeah, and, and we're amazing at pirating it. And and if you have a you know if you have an Android box at home, hey, contributing to the problem. But like, is I uh, the it's not. I don't really want to blame people. It's very stupid to say you got to change your mindset to supporting <laughs> people with money. Blah blah blah. Uh, what changing mindset? What does that mean? But people react to incentives, and the incentives here is that. Uh, I don't think people are making enough for themselves that they can su- that, that they can justify uh, purchasing things. That, like that, the is, that is also m- a great point. I would have to say the minimum wage here is like super low. Yeah, and and uh, if they can just torrent a movie or watch it on Telegram or whatever, of course they'll do that. Yeah, um, of course. Like, do you, do you think like content is no longer as like accessible without monetary means? I, I think well, people can still pirate stuff yeah. for sure uh, and I think pirating is easier than ever in some ways <laughs> and and even more necessary because of the splintering of the streaming services yeah. and things being exclusively on this and exclusively on that like do you know and that they, also, they stream well, full on movies on, on Facebook yeah, yeah I've heard of this so it's just and like, like okay yeah so it's just like why would I pay to see Shang-Chi in the movies in, in the cinema if I can just watch it on Facebook on my phone <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's much um, uh, you know, politics affects everything. And as we know, the the uh, big boys uh, on the top <laughs> of the castle are drinking all of our all of our milkshakes. Yeah, very and yeah. This, yeah, this is why we can't afford to to support our local uh, content makers. Yeah. Tapi so I don't blame people for being pirates. It's just that if you can afford to, you know, try to try to pivot into paying for 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 content. So that's the barrier. Like I'm trying to, uh, I. Not trying to lie. This is very I'm facing from going full on into uh, just making making money from making content. The people I know who have done this mm-hmm. are lucky enough to because I'm also lucky that I can I I have had be able to do this before the pandemic. Yeah. People I know who are who are lucky enough to be able to do this, they have support. 
they are lucky to get in early and they serve their niche regularly so power to them like i'm just i me personally i'm, I'm just not there yet with my niche because um yeah because of these because of these reasons i yeah i'm trying to get there i'll probably i probably will my goal is to to, to get there you know short-term girl See if we can get there. <laughs> Speaking of media premium, Lunaria and stuff. Oh. Media premium was doing this thing, can where with Lunaria and the Lucky, where they're going digital and yes. trying to serve an online niche. But you're no longer working there, and because they 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 stopped their their uh, direction of of going to serving content online. What's what's well, that about? Uh, well, Lunaria and um, the Lucky were bought over. I think bought over or shared uh, to Oof. Rev Media. So Rev Media okay. is officially Rev. Sorry, it's not Rev Media. It's Rev Asia, I think. So the um, Rev Asia is now a subsidiary of Media Prima. Right. So okay. As of all the other digital brands, they were disbanded. Um, personally, I don't know what happened, <laughs> and I don't know if I'm legally allowed to share. Any, I mean, any, you don't know. No, I don't know. Technically, it's just yeah. like like one day I just woke up and my bosses told me like, hey, um, by the way, um, your brand is going over to another office. So I'm just like, okay. I got excited for a minute. I was like, yeah, hell yeah, yeah new office. Oh, by the way, you're not involved. What do you mean? <laughs> just say lah, I got let go. Yeah, just say lah, I got fired. <laughs> oh my God. And then they were like, no, you're not fired. We're moving you to fly. <laughs> Right, and, and then I got, were you? yeah, I got moved to Fly for about a month, and then I, I decided I didn't I didn't want to join Fly. Because mm, that was a completely different thing. That was a completely different thing. But about um, the seven brands, yeah, they decided. So there, yeah, there's seven. Yeah, so there's seven, seven brands. Brands serving seven different demographics. Exactly. I thought it was a great idea. I thought um, people were doing great, especially the Lucky and Lunaria. I thought we were doing great uh, social media wise, uh, monetary wise. We were doing fine. Mm. And then suddenly this bomb just got dropped on us. <laughs> what happened to the brand? What about people who are fans? Where so, do they go? Um, so now Lunaria and The Lucky, they're still live. Uh, you can still find their content on Instagram, wow. not on YouTube and not on the, um, what do you call that? Not on the web portals anymore. We don't have articles anymore and we don't right. have YouTube content anymore. But we do have Instagram. So please follow at Lunaria MY, my girl T. Shout out to T. Mm. She's still working on Yay. it. She's still working her ass off, even though she's the only one there. Accord, uh, like, she is literally, she's literally the only one there. And with like my team lead, Alif, and, uh, mm. and the videographer, Finn, who's also wow. uh, there at Rev. So like our team got literally shrunk into three people. <laughs> huh. Yeah. My, my, my best guess is, is maybe that you're not growing fast enough or what, but... It does feel like a like a like a direction that makes sense to me, you know. Initially, yeah. initially like, oh, you're Media Prima, the company that's best known to me as radio and television, and that's it. And now they go in digital, and they're getting a lot of followers and a lot of engagement. And from there, they can sell ads and you know sponsorship. Absolutely, and stuff. I thought we were going they in just, the correct direction, yeah. and we were obviously getting views. We were getting TikTok likes. We were getting everything right. But mm. you know, I'm not an executive. Neither was I there for the for the meetings. And also, my my CEO has changed. My CEO is no longer my job. But like, uh. <laughs> um, the CEO uh, stepped down, and there's a new CEO there at Media Prima Audio. Um, ah. And I don't know what kind of job he's doing. I think he's doing a great job with whatever he's doing. 
with uh, radio, but I don't know mm. what direction he wants to go to in terms of digital and um, right. yeah, website portals and things like that. Huh. That's all I know. Hmm. And then, but basically, all of us just basically got kicked out of the office and like, hey, if you want another job, we can offer you one. But if you don't want it, I guess you're out. <laughs> ah. Well, at least that's the kindness. Even though you know, there is a kindness there. Different. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So okay. Well, <coughs> sorry, kids. I guess if you're if you're. Uh, a fan of literary uh, the lucky you don't really get the content you're used to anymore no uh, yeah just, absolutely I mean like get. we don't you don't have the the beloved characters you have <laughs> you know it's like a season it's like a season yeah. of Game of Thrones where you just murder everyone and there's just one left <laughs> it's hmm if you're somebody who's looking for content and 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 I, and and, and uh, how I like even though I don't, I kind of don't like the idea of of a, of a giant monopoly or even a duopoly or whatever. If it's just two or three big boys controlling everything, is kind of annoying. But I do understand, much like how kind of valuable it is to only have a few. To only to how valuable it is to have core. Like maybe like a handful of like voices that people are actually, are listening to, not to listen to because they're they are the truth or they're always right, but so that we have something in common to like talk about. Mm-hmm. At least there's a at least there's like a focal point of communication that that you can say something to Lunaria, on Lunaria, Lunaria and you know that Malaysian teens are listening. Yeah. You know, and and that is valuable if you want to talk about safety or you want to uh, give pertinent information about you know uh, 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 some new knowledge or whatever is pretty important. And Media Prima is giant, and they could have afforded to have that demographic and communicate to them directly. Absolutely. You know, I know, I know the argument is whether or not it's valuable for ad space or whatever, but like as much a mass communication tool. It's actually super valuable to have these demos and have their attention. So much um, to me, having this breakup and becoming not n- no longer much um, no longer having uh, as much clout or as much l- listenership or power anymore in the discourse is a bit of a waste. And now and now we're leaving everybody to just find their own stuff again. <laughs> That's kind of you know what I mean. Yeah, because how hard because it is I to, think like yeah. a, like a whole group of people were very ingrained and very loyal to their brands, and it yeah. felt it felt as though like it, it felt very heartbreaking to to kind of like look at yourself in the mirror and say this is not who I am anymore. This is not who, who I'm <laughs> fighting. <laughs> I'm talking about it personally. Wait, what? Like. I like I woke up one day and just looked and I was like yeah. I'm not going to be part of this teen brand anymore. And I was uh, like that's it's yeah. it's pretty disappointing especially because I've been working from it since almost the beginning like mm. it, sucks. <laughs> it sucks. You and you probably have formed relationships with the audience also yeah, in very and, important ways. Yeah, and I had like I had a few people who were really supporting me from day one and mm. and they're still supporting me and i had my team obviously it was so heartbreaking to to look at my team and go okay you know what um we had a great ride i guess it's over but you know we still keep in touch all of us i still have uh i still keep in touch with the lucky team we still mm. we still like gossip with each other going what is going on really <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's but i don't in, think in i don't think yeah. digital is is coming back to media prima soon but if it is <sighs> we're all kind of sort of available but we're doing I mean, we're all doing different jobs now, but 
we would love mm. to come back and work together with them. It was honestly a great environment to work in. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. so much. Um, well, the, the, my my thing is the loss of 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 being able to of a, of a channel of communication to specific demographics. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like part of the part of the thing that I I complain about <laughs> in this podcast and other podcasts is how difficult it is for for people to agree on something. Yeah. Like we don't even have to, you know, uh, agree because it's right. Just have to agree on the facts. Like, do we have the same facts or not? Even then, that pun much up to start now again. Oh, what kind of facts? You know what I mean? Like how? Eh? Uh, uh, like, uh, is this the new SOP? Like that question? Oh yeah. Also, yeah. If, even that is like super uh, difficult to if for everybody to agree on at the same time and act act upon. So like if we have a strong uh, communication to different dem- demographics, even though it is media prima, you know if you're a federal body, you can go okay, this is important for public health. Talk to these demographics in these particular ways. Yes. And then you can reach them like that. So, having a direct line to the to demographics is so important, especially if it's as large as all teenagers. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's giant. Absolutely. Yeah, and valuable. Yeah. So I don't know who's doing what now. God damn. Yeah, oh, it was we, such a waste. We, yeah, man, I feel for you. Yeah, but you know what? So what? what did, yeah, what? You know what? It leads to newer experiences, and that's what life's all about. At least it's just like, <laughs> however disappointing it is, I just gotta sit back and say it is what it is. <laughs> it is. It <laughs> is. What it is, man. Okay. <sighs> okay. Right. So. So how would you? How would you? I know teenagers aren't really listening, but people people who are listening will have teenagers in your lives, and you know maybe or maybe you would want to help them out to find the sort of communication or information that they need. So if you are are talking to some teen teenager who's like, I don't have learning anymore. Where would you point them to? If, if I was a teen, if I was talking to a a teenager that was like what? Yeah, like like how, how where would they go? Like I I don't okay. Like where would they go for content? Is it? Yeah, because okay, when I was a teen, I was uh-huh. like, okay, I know what my interests are. You know, video games and stupid shit. So I'll find like uh, uh, comedy stuff. There's comedy magazines out there. There's video game magazines out there. Paper magazines. Okay, for the listener, paper magazines is like a really long tweet. Magazines on paper back when that was a thing, and then slowly they became websites, and then we have particular areas that we we can find on our own. But now, what you need to know as a, as a teenager, which isn't just what you want, you have to also have other, all this other information about health, about how to you know be socially inclusive and all these other things. Do we just let them find whatever they want to find on the internet? It feels <laughs> like you know wild west it's, things. It's it very, might lead it's to very hard stuff. because it's like there is there is no. I mean, there is still remaja if for Malaysian teens to go and yeah. you know to go and find information about yourself and how you should be feeling or how you want to feel especially emotional needs right now uh, since mm. school is reopening and half of half of the teenagers don't want school to reopen and half the teenagers do that's interesting yeah. where is that from that that is like from that's from my teenager at home which is like my little ah. sister right yeah 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 and yeah. like my little brother as well and then all their friends <laughs> I understand not wanting to go. I understand, to, not, I'm, I understand I'm, I'm, not wanting to yeah. go, but I understand also there are some kids who, who don't feel like they get their social needs at home as well. Uh, I, okay, yeah. I, I, I fully get that, especially because as a person who's experiencing, you know, having to work in the office after working from home for a while comfortably. How do you feel? I don't, I, I don't get it. Like, why? Like, why, why do you have to go need? back? 
why is it important for me to go through traffic and pay for parking? That's true. To to it's sit. Like, why do I have to um, suffer? Yeah. <laughs> why do I have to and suffer like, this way? People are asking me, "What well, your mood is different now when you're in person? Why are you? Why are you more like you look like you're down now that whenever you're trying to do your work, you can hear your coworker having lunch loudly and gossiping <laughs> about their family, yeah, and like, they oh, burp into your ear. Oh my god, like, they this, burp into your ear. No, I mean, you know what I mean. No, yeah, not really. And, like, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, you go, you go about like this is like two years of like working at home, where you yeah. can like wake up." Do your work without showering, chill, have breakfast, and take a meeting at the same time, and hit all your KPIs, and and hit all the KPIs, and do all the yeah. things that you could have done, especially even in the office. Like, yeah, I don't understand why the government, sorry, the government allegedly, <laughs> government allegedly wants us to come back. It doesn't. Mm. It doesn't make a difference. It makes it's, me angry. I'm, it makes it makes me, it makes me angry, and I'm a freelancer. You know? Wait, how you're a freelancer? How are you I'm supposed to be in the office? I'm a freelancer now. I'm a freelancer now. Yeah. But then, like, oh. you know, because my friends have to go back to the office, and like my boyfriend as yeah. well has to go back to the office, and he's pissed off about it. Hmm. So, like, oh. I I get the anger, and I'm angry for y'all. I feel for y'all. Yeah, man, I really don't. As, okay, for people who require proximity, you know, maybe you work in printing, you work in materials, you, you're a photographer, you need to be somewhere physical. Yeah, sure, that is your job, literally. But for, for other people who are like, you know, I don't know what the term is. It's not, it's not. Is it 9 to 5? Digital workers. Some, some, well, digital if you're, workers, if yeah. You're, yeah, if, you're, if your workstation is you in front of a PC, and that's it. You don't need to that, go to the office. You, you don't need to go to the office if you're not holding any other hardware exactly. aside, aside from your mouse like and gun, keyboard. Like gun to you, like like I won't like like literally. It feels like the boss is holding a gun to you, saying you need to go to the office right now, or else what? <laughs> or else what, Susan? Are you gonna shoot yeah. me? You can't fire me. I hit all the KPIs, <sighs> Susan. Yeah, it's so much of the bali, and we're having fewer meetings now. What? Because you know everybody has to endure commute. Yeah, and everybody has to go home on time. So it's like, like it's it's like it's not even time efficient. That's the thing. Like if I'm not, you know, there's the other side of it, like the bad part of working from home, where you're always expected to be available. But at least you can clock in, you know, while you're you while you're making dinner or lunch. Yeah, or while, if while there was like a work emergency. And like you yeah. have to go now. I'm stuck in traffic. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to get out of the car and take out my laptop? Absolutely not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now you're 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 not as productive. And also, what is a work emergency? Unless you're a surgeon or a fireman, shut the fuck up this about is, work yeah, emergencies. Exactly. No one is gonna die Please. if you don't get the correct numbers for this report, Susan. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I don't. Yeah. I sorry, I use the word Susan a lot. Just say that <laughs> Susan is your bitch boss. All right. Just say like Susan. If this report uh, doesn't go out at 7 p.m. today, I'm pretty sure no one will give a shit. <laughs> oh, man. No amount of hitting all of your KPIs and, 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 and annoying your co-workers is going to fix your marriage, Susan. Exactly. Let's, exactly. Let's, let's talk about let's that, Susan. Overc- Why aren't you spending your time at home? <laughs> Why, why are you coming here so early and leaving so late and getting angry at all Are you having a divorce? I feel sorry for you, but literally, it doesn't have anything to do with me. <laughs> That's not, yeah, you don't make your problems my problems. <laughs> let's, 
Okay, let's kesian figure this out. Kesian lah, kesian lah, kesian dia sih. <laughs> what exactly, what exactly is the emergency? I don't huh? know. Please. Oh boy. Oh my god. I yeah, I don't like it. So I I and it's with teenagers, pula. Yeah. Which I don't know how they're dealing with it because they have a whole other set of you know personal development things yeah. and social stuff. I mean, I've never had to do online school. I've never known yeah. what it feels like, but like when I see it from like my my brother and my little sister side, like they seem really bored. I I can imagine like what they don't look like they're they having really fun. Bo- but then I wasn't another, I wasn't having but, fun yeah. in school either. But at least I had like PE. At least I had like rehat times where I could be yeah, like your friends. Yeah, I could be with my friends, but they don't yeah. even talk to their friends like during free time. Mm. Mm. Like they they, they like, play Fortnite, no. they play Roblox, and like that's it. You guys, but that's their that's their friends. Yeah, that's just, yeah, they're yeah. that is their friends. But like, yeah, their guys, friends are there. Do you guys want to go out? No, scared of COVID. All right, yeah, that's a valid point. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, I understand why they're bored. They can just open a new tab and watch Netflix right away. Yeah. So that's you know what I mean. That's the other thing. Oh, now okay, now I'm realizing it. So when you said uh, at least at least when you're bored, you have PE and you have your friends. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yo, maybe that's what's happening with people who like The Office. You guys just like having friends around. And that's why you like being in The Office. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, question mark. But like, can you not also have friends outside? That's true. Like, <laughs> like wait, wait, wait. I don't like, like, wait, you yeah. don't like having friends in The Office? My point of view, I know you like having your friends in the office and you, you, you care about them, you 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 keep up and it's, it's great to have peers. Yeah. Can, who, you know, you have the same skill, skill sets and you talk about the same things and, and you, you grow and develop and, 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 and uh, bond from there. Uh-huh. Great, good. Power to you, power to everybody who, do, who does this. Uh, that's not my thing. Like I, mean, my peers, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I, did, I did have this advice. Like, um, your office mates are not your friends. <laughs> and like I had that like beaten over the head when I started work, and I was and just like, I was like, yeah, I get it, you know, because at the same time, you know, when you're having, there's a difference, there's a clear difference between work friends and your friends. Yeah. Because your work friends are like people who you share an experience with. Mm-hmm. You know, you share this experience. You work hard to get money. That's where you have a shared experience with your friends. Yeah. It's like you choose to be there. You know. With yeah, work, it's like more of a necessity. That's the thing. I'm, I, I, for me, I don't see my work friends right now. Like the, the work people, the, the people who at work right now. Do they me. listen to this? No. I, I don't see. If you are listening to this, I'm kidding. But <laughs> uh, if you're not, I mean every word. The people who, who are my coworkers, I, I don't feel that they are actually my per, my peers. Uh-huh. So I, the, yeah, the people who I see as my peers are other people who are fully who are fully like using creative output as their their the only means of sustenance. Yeah. Um, I consider my other peers are other comedians, other other you know performers, other people who make uh, stuff directly for their for people who want them and get paid for that. That's the goal I want I want to hang out with these people a lot more. And when I hang out in the office and 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 I'm encouraged to form friendships in the office. Mm-hmm. I know that there's an expectation for me to share their values, which is the oh. value of, of no, not all of the values, but the value of, hey, this job is good. I'm glad I'm friends with you and we are all, we, we get to endure the job together. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't want to endure this job with you together. Oh, like, I'm okay. like you. But, but like, but, but like what, what, what are you working as now? Because I don't know your full time. <laughs> 
Oh, I I right now I'm working at ad ad agency, an advertising. Agency. Oh, you're 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 in an agency now. Yeah. Okay, we can cut and this out. It, <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> we never cut anything out. All right. If you're from the agency and you're listening to this podcast, I I like the work there. It's great, uh, fulfilling, creative ways, and uh, it's fun. And uh, all all I'm saying about hating the job is a joke. Now, I don't like it. You don't like it. I be I, I worked in <laughs> an agency as well. It's not it's not fun. It's not like I don't like it. I've been working in agency before. It's just that I I feel like the 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 time when I was working in agency before, I was learning a lot. I I I know it was hard, but I was something I I endured because a lot of this stuff I was learning was exhilarating. Mm-hmm. It really helped me become a better, more well-rounded, uh, 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 creative with more skill sets. <laughs> do Do you but feel now, like everyone that has gotten out of agency that just like. They have gone through like a World War Three, and they're just like, they're like <laughs> decrepit, and like one eye left, and like eyes. I worked in an agency once. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sorry. okay for listener. Being an agency is like it, it, there's a particular thing about working in agency that makes it very difficult. Yeah. To like to to match up. Is the, the 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 work is people are like how come you're working weird hours? How come you you working so hard? That's but just the way of life, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to help them understand a little bit, maybe. Like, if you're an influencer agency, you have clients, and you have to serve the clients. If you don't have any clients on retainer, which means they 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 give you a fixed amount uh, to work on their on, on their projects every month. If you don't have the retainer, that means you have to service different clients, uh, and and uh, every time. And these clients, you might lose them. They might not give you any projects anymore. So you have to maintain the relationship by always giving them work when they need it. And so there's a lot of kaja deadlines when, when deadlines are suddenly invented from nowhere. And there's a lot of servicing people creatively, which is difficult because to say something works or not creatively is, is you know, context, relative, subject, subjective. Yeah. So it's, so it's difficult to please your clients, one. And it's difficult to have clients who, who are going to be consistent, two. And it's hard to like, uh, uh, do, uh, do all of this within within deadlines because all deadlines are start, stacked on top of each other. Absolutely. So this is why yeah, working at uh, ad, ad agency is particularly difficult and why the hours are long, why it's annoying and it's grinding. And at the time wh- when I was working at agency before, uh, in, in you know in, in in the decades before, <laughs> it was f- it was fine because I was learning a lot a lot and the skill set I I was pick- I picked up made me better creative. But now. I know what my strengths are. I know what my weaknesses are. I don't want to like, you know, come on, get out of your comfort zone, learn more. I don't feel like doing that because I know what leaning on my strengths can give me. Do, do, you, uh, do you ever feel like when, when someone says, oh, agency, work hard, play hard, I want to throw up? No. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what no. does work hard, play exactly, hard mean? Exactly, exactly. When, when someone has like says to me, because I, I, I worked at an agency like earlier this year, and then I had yeah. I had an interview with another agency for a copy like as a copywriter, and then yeah. um, they said like yeah we work hard and we also play hard and I was like I don't know what that means and also I kind of feel like throwing up right now. <laughs> <laughs> what it's I feel like that's like just scam. Just say work hard, work hard. Exactly, we work hard I've in here. Never... Don't say don't say that you guys have a good time. <laughs> yeah, I've never played hard. In the agency, want to right? Sleep. Yeah, I want to go to, to sleep. Take naps. I want to go to sleep. Yeah. I want to think about not the client during my weekends. <laughs> yeah, what does play hard even mean? If somebody says, "Hey, you want to no, play?" Yeah, like, I play hard. Like, yeah, I play hard. I, like the boss will send you like beers on the weekend. 
No, like, that's dumb. Like no, I don't want to have a friendship with you. I remember like my boss at the agency was like, like, hey, yeah. do you drink? And I was like, um, I don't know why. why and, uh, like, because like, like, why would I say that to you, my boss? Yeah. Why would I share that information thing. with you? And then it's a yeah. And then I had this this interview of an agency. Like, sorry, like screwed off, but like, uh, I at that point I was smoking cigarettes. Hmm. And then she asked me, like, oh, what do you do to, like, calm down? And I was like, oh, I meditate. And she was like, oh, do you have any bad habits? And I was like, oh, I smoke. And she was like, doesn't that uh, defeat the purpose of meditating? And I was like, what does that have to do with my smoking habit, Susan? (laughs) I'd like... Susan is taking a beating. Yeah, exactly. What does smoking have to do with meditating? Sheesh. They're both, like, they're both, like, habits I do to calm down. Yeah. Like thank God. Like I mean, I don't smoke anymore. Like yay. <laughs> like apa, like uh, I running every morning is how I keep my peace. And if I don't have the time for that, I just eat a lot of burgers. Yeah, and that's fine. <laughs> those yeah, that's fine. Those are two are different things. Do. Like why do you, those things have to relate to each other? That was the weirdest interview I've ever been to. That was an interview. That I thought that was inter- a casual. No, no, that was an interview. That was an interview that was going like, "What do you do? Mm. What do you do to calm down?" And I was like, uh, "I meditate." And then it's like, "Oh, what are your bad habits?" I smoke. Doesn't that defeat defeat the purpose of meditating? I'm like, "What do you mean?" No, you don't. I from oh from your question, my understanding is you do neither. Yeah, because like, <laughs> okay. like listen, I just want to work here. Like my my personal things don't don't really have to do it. Okay, here's the thing I also want to talk about. Right, ah. in agencies, like do they ask you about your mental health <laughs> a lot? Um, for mine, uh, they they do they do take they do pay attention to that. Yeah. But like, like, uh, like during the interviews that I went through, all all three agencies, like, and then one I did yeah. get as a job. In all interviews, they asked me like, "Do you have any um, uh, like problems with anxiety and depression?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Absolutely, I do." <laughs> uh huh. And like, does that you know does that bother you with work? And I'm like, "Not really," <laughs> but like that's like more so- of a personal issue, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I find it I find it kind of off-putting when someone asks in a job interview about your personal issues. Hmm. You mean like like health, like mental health yeah. uh, issues that you're dealing with, yeah. and it's not something they offer, and they don't end it with, "Well, we offer these benefits to help you out." Uh, but they, they don't offer benefits. They just ask, like, yeah, does it does it affect the job? And I'm just like, Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the way I've been asked in all interviews is like, how do you deal with stress? Uh-huh. And every time they ask that, I answer the same. Like, well, I find time to cry. <laughs> I look for good cry spots. Like, I don't. I, I know. <laughs> I understand why you're laughing. But like, but, like I, no I bullshit, man. No bullshit. Like that's yeah, yeah, what, exactly yeah, yeah. what I do. Yes, this is what I do. Right? Yeah. Since I find it, this quiet stairwell, I cry a lot. Uh, sometimes I, just, I I I go out for a drive and cry in the car, and then I come back, and that's how I deal. And I, I, I've always answered that that way. So, so, whatever. And they don't say anything afterwards. Like, oh, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> Just, hey man, have you, you, have you ever answered wrongly in an interview that was like, uh, what are you doing? What do you, what are you, what are, what, sorry, what is the, your vision of yourself in the next five years? <laughs> and I, I answered, what? you know what I answered? I want to do something I like. Yeah. And you think that was wrong. And like apparently that was wrong. 
Because their reaction. Because their reaction was like, you know, you you can't only do do something you like. You have to do this as a job. And I was just like, okay, so you're <laughs> saying you don't like working here? Jeez, I don't want to work here then. <laughs> the the I think the vision thing I got asked, and I was like, I don't know. I have no idea because that one is in the middle of the pandemic. So I was like, it seems like we're just gonna keep going on the lockdown, and it does feel like earning money doesn't mean anything. I oscillate between YOLO, spend everything, and. And oh, we have to save everything because I don't know what's gonna happen. Everybody might die. So like, I mean, <laughs> I said something. I paraphrase, but that's the gist of it. I'm not sure. I oscillate between making money to spend it and saving a lot because all of my friends and family might die tomorrow. And the guy's like, "Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I do agree with that. The outlook is difficult. It's difficult to uh, have a vision about stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. And then that's it. We didn't really swerve back into. Professional right. ambitions. This is like, uh, so, like yeah. what do you see? What do you see in your yourself in five years? Next time, I'm just gonna answer alive. Yeah, where do yeah, you see I yourself? I want to be alive. I want to be alive. Uh, I want to <laughs> be breathing, and I want to be able to, uh, yeah, breathe properly. That's that's <laughs> not get COVID. And the thing, and I, I don't know, like the the genuine, like the genuine answer to what my goals are for the next X years. Is is if they ask, I have to say, oh, for, for the next uh, few years, my goal is I'm not gonna work here anymore. I'm just gonna take as much money and run. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna negotiate for as high as I can up top during this interview, and I'm only gonna sign it if the number looks good. And once I'm confirmed, I'm gonna do as little as possible, <laughs> and be not any not friends with any of you. I'm gonna soft block all of you on my socials, except for when I quit, in which. Point. I will promptly invite all of you to my shows. Wow! Whenever they are. <laughs> that's being <laughs> as truthful not... as you can be, man. Yeah, but like I don't know if that's nice or not nice. No, you know? but you it's want... like it feels like as though like when I go into job interviews that there's a right and wrong answer, and I always answer something in between. Uh, Because like I, I don't know. I hope, yeah. it, it just feels like I never give the correct answer that's in their head. I'm like, listen, is this an interview or is this a like a truth or false? <laughs> Because like I feel like you have something, you know. <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't see it that way. I, I, I kind of know that during the before, I think yeah. We, there's some episodes of this podcast before we talked about the recruiting process and my journey to getting a job, and part of that is me knowing that once you're in the interview, they they kind of already want you on a certain level yeah, and they yeah. kind of see your vibe. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what you answer; is more how you answer it and if they like you and if they can see you as somebody who is in. Who would jive well you, in, the, in their team, right? Yeah, as somebody who will sit at the table during lunch <laughs> so, break. Somebody who would sit at that table and we will not notice them. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> like like they want to be friends during recess. You know what I mean? Like 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 it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you want to be in our fan club? I'm like, all right, fine. So yeah, yeah, and and my my personal ambitions to, towards towards being a being a working creative is like running into this agency shit, because I mean I can't lie, this is paying me a lot, so so that's great, and the kind of work I do, I'm not you know I'm not, oh this is another thing like, you know how much I'm this this low key quietly the value of working in an office like the yeah. goal is to work in an office. Uh-huh. And then, so you can afford to pay for the gym membership, so then you can go and work hard with your body. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, hey, you should work. Hard. You should you should study hard and work in an office so that it's cool and relaxing. 
you shouldn't work hard in the construction and sweating a lot because when you work in the office then you can get the salary then you can pay for the gym membership to go on a treadmill every week yeah so that so that you your don't... body can be able to work yeah so like, i'm like i feel like yeah there's there's a there's a there's a much of not correct idea of how actually good and healthy working with your body actually is yeah i have no yeah. like i have no idea like listen like i like my relationship with with my body when i go like i don't even go to the gym man like <laughs> okay like i don't even go to the gym yeah, i like fine. i have i have sp- i have like certain like like spikes of like me like oh i got to work out every day <laughs> Yeah, 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 and then <laughs> and, and then, then I work like, out nah. every day, and I work out every day for like a week straight, and then I'm like, nah, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> that's uh, that might be good. Like you have those spikes, and that's keeping you from, you know, from dying. That's, yeah, <laughs> yes, that's that's you know delaying your impending stroke. Because that's that's what I see whenever I'm trying to work out. Like, oh, I gotta. Do you, you, know, do you ever like go on a, go on a treadmill and like say like, oh yeah, this is this is great, and then five minutes later, it's like, oh my god, my lungs. <laughs> I don't actually. I feel great every time, every time after a run. I just yeah. It's just that I feel terrible to start. Starting, yeah, it starting, sucks. starting terrible is like oh my god. When you start working out, and you realize yeah. that your body is so it. heavy. I hate it. it but like, why? The thing why is, do like, I have why? so many like, bones? Like no. <laughs> like what? like listen. I thought I was fine during doing sixty squats a day. Yeah. And then I stopped for like six months. And I started yeah. doing it again, and I realized my legs yeah. are broken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these aren't legs anymore. I, these are more like these. Are, these are jellies. <laughs> yeah, these are ligaments connected. Exactly. From connected by faith. Yeah. And prayer. Exactly. Like, I'm. I am weak. I'm sorry, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> I can't like. Yeah, I think working out is the only thing. Okay, like I love cooking. Even like all the other stuff that you're supposed to do to take care of yourself, cleaning. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. I like cleaning. I like uh, 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 making my own food. Yeah, cleaning shopping. is great. Cooking is great. Organizing is Organizing great. All of these awesome, feel great. Dude. All of these feel great, top to bottom. And then this one bullshit thing. And like, by I'm the way, die. if you don't want to die, you gotta fucking go for a run. What? Why? Why? What am I running Why? from? Why? Why? Don't I have we're enough the, torture in a day? We're the apex predator. Who are we running from? Who are, I yeah, buy my why? fish Lee, you're running from, from the store. You're running from yourself, honestly. I can't do it. I can't do I it can't. anymore, Working man. Out. Listener, if you're an avid workouter, workouter person... No, I'm not a workouter person. Just, I'm, yeah, I know you're not. I'm, like, I'm, we're just, I'm trying to reach out to the okay, listeners. Okay, go, go, go reach out. So, yeah, yo, if you are great at working out, just let me know. Give me some tips on how to, like, get over the barrier. Because the first, like, the 80% of the feeling of starting it is so garbage. But once, but I feel always feel great after I finish a workout. Hey, do you, do like, you, like, do you have, like, those people who are like, you should work out, you feel great, you'll feel awesome, and, like, motivated. The, and, like, listen, I worked out for every yeah. day for, like, I remember, like, my previous spike was, like, three months straight. Yeah. I never felt great. <laughs> I never felt great after, like, I lost, like, a bunch of weight. And I was like, yo, I'm finally doing great. I don't feel great. <laughs> you don't get the, the runner's high or what? No, because, like, I didn't, I didn't go running. I was. What did you do? You I did, I did uh, high-intensity workouts every day oh, yeah, for yeah, three yeah, months yeah. straight. And All then right. it was just like, 
Do you feel great? No. <laughs> hmm. No. I just feel normal. <laughs> it's still tiring I'm, when you do it. You can do it more, but it's still tiring. You don't feel like, oh man, I'm so tired. I'm going to have a good night's sleep. Not yeah, even no, that. no. Good night's sleep and a good meal after. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing to, maybe that's the thing to like, you know, aim That's for. the thing to I aim for. It. I will get a good night's sleep. I will eat a great ass meal and not feel guilty about it. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that. <sighs> it's such a. But uh, I've taken a long break so and I'm, I'm, it's so hard to start. <laughs> Kid, man. Also, you know, the other thing that your brain goes, what are you, run, what are you doing this for anyway? You're in the house. And, and you, in and the you, house and you're going going to work and then you're going back to the house yeah you're, you're getting up sitting down going back to work <laughs> and then that's it that's it what are you what are you being sexy for just die soon <laughs> and then you don't have to work so hard for the money yeah, you know the true. brain will just like, comes like, up like who am I go- who am I gonna look good for right now like right. who is gonna you already gonna have a boyfriend me? you're done no 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 you if I was <laughs> single if I was single who was gonna see yeah. me who is gonna see me now yeah. hey I have a trick for you you know this is how I got uh. my boyfriend lah. it's it's called like, I don't know what it's called okay here's what I did I think yeah. I told you I think I told you before like Maybe when we were really. doing when we were having ramen like when yeah, I yeah. when I did my dating profile I absolutely chose mm. like the shittiest pictures right so every time they see you it's like an automatic upgrade it's like the op- the opposite of a catfish. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. Yeah, please like, use it. I understand. <laughs> please use it. <laughs> please I use mean, it. that's uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. If that's uh, that's the thing for me. It's just like you know. I I do. I do know how important it is to work out because I'm you know I'm not deep in my thirties, but I am in it, and I'm starting to get the weirdness like. Well, I don't remember. I slept and woke up. And why is my pinky in pain? What Your is that about? Your pinky is in pain? Hello? Yeah, like just random pains for no reason. And then it goes away for no reason. Okay, I'm scared of and 30 also, now, man. Also, if I... Maybe it's not for everybody, you know. Uh, I mean, it doesn't happen this way. It might just be me noticing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, like... like It may have been happening throughout my late 20s. And I'm just now noticing because I'm also 30s. Like, I would eat, you know, too many french fries... And then, like, this... I'm still carrying the french fries from last March. Wait, 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 wait. What's that about? Uh, here's the thing I want to ask you, right? That I've been yeah, feeling, yeah. like, straight away after I turned 25. <laughs> I... Like, yeah, okay. straight away, straight I love away. This listen, already. Straight away. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. eat after 8pm. Why? Because I get, like, like, like this, like, uh, digestive, bloaties. like, bloaties and, like... Yeah. The, what do you call that? It's, like, uh, something flux. Uh, acid reflux. What? Oh, dang. Yeah. Well, that's what you get then. You just got that now. I was like, shit. Welcome. I think like, Anwar, Anwar, I'm with your friend, Anwar has, uh, he acquired an allergy to, to, it can be lace or something. What? When? Yeah, in his 20s. Like, very recently. Oh my god. So, <laughs> like late 20s were in the part. And for me, I think I got late lactose intolerance only only during my uni years. So, so we yeah. all acquire like different, you know, you get, I think we're born with a certain thing and then we just get buffs or debuffs just depending on, you know, sometimes when you level up, your stats go down. Yeah, like humans just yeah. level down consistently. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, after like some no some some like depending on your 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 your, your class or your job uh-huh. or and uh, kind of, when you level up you just some stats are just gonna go down. You think so? So like 
I think so. This is true. Like if you're a wizard, your 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 strength stat is not gonna go up. Whenever you reach a higher level, it's just gonna be static or go down a little bit. It's gonna go down. Using... I know. Okay, sorry. Is this a gaming term? I know. I've never gotten used to it. like. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Sometimes your stats goes down. Sometimes you're like you know less good at doing a particular thing because you have become very good at doing some other thing. Which ties back to the thing about me and this agency shit. I really <laughs> want to lean into my strengths instead of trying to build up my weaknesses. What am I gonna do with? Am I really gonna become a uh, somebody with you know who's just gonna work on my weaknesses until I have none and then not use any of my strengths? So that's dumb. you don't basically you don't want to be a jack of all trades right now. I don't think that's a thing. I don't think a jack because <laughs> you know, the the full phrase is jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, it's not a good. Yeah, it's not a the, that phrase that saying is actually a bad thing. Is to say that you do everything, therefore you do nothing uh, 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 exceptionally, and like if you spend time working on your weaknesses, you're not spending time building up your strengths. Right. You know what I mean, yeah. So I've been able to leverage on my strengths for the last couple of years handily, and you know, being creatively satisfied and all of that, and being able to afford rent. But now I'm doing this. Job, which is well, you can learn more about this thing. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to do no one, no one, no one, no one. But yeah, so oh boy, that's the whole deal. But yeah, th- that does happen as you age. You're just gonna lose some abilities. So are you gonna? Okay, uh, okay. Here's the here's the thing. If you're going to leverage on uh, your on your strengths, which is the creative yes. side of you, right? Yeah. Are you gonna start making TikToks? I don't think so. Wait, I uh, because TikTok does not have a. It only has a creator fund, and the fund runs out, and that's it. I can't like do, you know. I think with YouTube, I'm always gonna get AdSense. That's true. I'm that's not true. waiting for a fund. The the monetization uh, is not the same. Yeah, yeah. I know that initially when I made YouTube content, I was not aiming to get uh, AdSense money, but now that I can get paid for my work, I want to be able to pay directly. There's this uh, new uh, payment thing. That, that came out Oh what is it Called Few Cents Few Cents um, uh-huh. Yeah like, like few And cent Few cents Memang so, yeah, I dapat very few cents From it <laughs> Well <laughs> No no I'm just is, joking lah But like Yeah, yeah I, a, I haven't heard of a, it Yeah it's attached to Macam blogs And articles And you pay per content Okay So after you Yeah after you consume the content After, after you read through the thing Kabawa will be like A little Little uh, HTML embed Or mm-hmm. like a little thing And then you can click To pay only for that content Okay Which is Yeah which is great like You tip only for Per content Instead of Tip to the creator or And that's why it's called model. Like f- few cents I think so Which is you know A lot of few cents Equals uh, a lot more in, in the future <laughs> So yeah I do like that I have this Patreon thing Which helps a lot mm-hmm. So That's gonna The Help to create that the relationship between create creator and and people who consume it. So if I ever do TikTok, I need to I need to tie it to some other long form content. That's I true. Think. You need like, to like do TikTok, you need to like, lead it to post- your to your YouTube or you need to lead it to your yeah, yeah Patreon. Yeah. So I already have some some ideas and old notes for if I ever do go back to YouTube in a particular way. I do have a whole thing that I want to do. But then this TikTok I'm pretty point sure that, I'm uh, pretty sure you have this carefully thought out plan. I feel it. <sighs> I feel it through yeah. through this phone through this phone conversation that we're having. <laughs> it's just like I feel it, man. 
because I I don't I uh, I'm done, man, with the agency thing. What yeah. am I selling? Helping people sell the junk and what and what <laughs> and then what? What do I learn from this? I learned this. Uh, if I if, okay, do you have insurance? Say, what? Do you, do you have <laughs> Why? Why is this the question suddenly? Because uh, I don't know. There was just like something that popped out in my head. I was like, "Do you do you have insurance?" Like, yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah. This, I mean, the yeah. agency job pays for your insurance. That's pretty much it. I I've been paying for myself anyway. Like, this is a separate <laughs> thing that I have on my own. So, uh, I, I, I don't. I'm <laughs> they're not paying for it directly. I don't mind. And the the kind of money I'm earning is like money to to. To for me to feel safe and for for and money for me to be able to afford to pay for certain content I'm yeah. making. So you know on Paper Monkeys there's like promotional audio and video mm-hmm. and stuff. So those stuff is now much um I have an editor to do that. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm slowly paying an editor to be able to to offload some of the work so I can just focus on being creative. That's great. And that yeah, so thanks to this job, uh, but but <coughs> Thanks to the job, but also, uh, uh, blah, 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 uh, working in this uh, as an agency, let's uh, with this kind of salary helps me do that. But I kind of don't want to be tied to them because of the hours and how the stress. Yeah, and, stuff. and how and how much me, you have you know, to. It doesn't make you a happy person. It is hard to. You know, the happy is like secondary. It is much. Um, it drains my creative energy such that afterwards it's harder for me to have fun. That's true. It's harder. It's harder shit. for you to be creative for your own content, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or, or, or at least for now, it feels that way, lah. Maybe this will change. But do do you more. feel like do you feel like one day when you're, I don't know, when you're when you have enough to quit your agency job, do yeah. you feel like you would take another job to to kind of like. Tampukan the 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 editor and everything. <laughs> I don't think so. I You're going to stick with the agency job until. I think no. I'm going to take the agency job until I have enough to leave. Uh-huh. And, but while but that means the enough to leave means I'm also building in my Patreon and stuff so that the Patreon can pay for the editors. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right now it doesn't. Right now the Patreon doesn't really pay for the editors, but eventually it will. And once it does, then it's self sustaining on that mode, and then I can do all these other stuff to support it. I think that's already a great plan. Yeah, so far. Uh, so far, so like, good. Yeah, so far. The thing about okay, so this is a real thing that happened. We went to the office of the, for the first time last Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I have been working with this company since June, mm-hmm. or since May. That's like five months, can. So in the in the Wednesday <laughs> Thursday that Friday, I got pulled into a one on one with the big boss of the company. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we we noticed that you're kind of like sad when you come in the office. You look like you don't enjoy being here. Is everything okay? <laughs> so what and do you I'm say? Like, I, I try my best now to communicate that it's uh, you know, it's a learning experience. I'm trying to blah blah blah. Yeah, it's hard. It's like uh, it's it's you know, I'm trying. I'm just trying to fit in. Yeah, yeah. Normalize, you know, new normal. Fit in. I can't, yeah, but I can't like fully say that. <sighs> even if right, even if the thing that I don't like, which is to 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 uh, um, work on my weaknesses in 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 working at agency, mm-hmm. then then the peak of my powers would be I'm really good at selling things, and if I'm really good at selling things, why would I then only sell other people's things? 
You want to sell your own things. Right. What I was telling you, I own everything and get all the profit. So then the goal, anyway, is to get out of here. And I feel like I've learned quite a lot of that from working at the agency last time. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, this is all just me being angry at COVID, really. Because without that, I would never have to do this. That's Ooh, true. Boy. Yeah, yeah, happens. Okay. The world Bye. is cruel and this virus doesn't seem to be going anywhere, which kind of freaks me out a little bit. But like, I'm trying Wait, not... really? Yeah, it's going to be like a... like a uh, What do you call it? Like a, uh, uh, like an endemic thing? Huh. No, the idea that we have to live with the virus. Yeah, like dengue. Oh. And I, yeah, I talk, yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, no. What, what are you gonna say? No, basically, uh, I was. Just, I'm just really tired of, not not to say staying inside because I, I am kind of introverted when I'm not mm. being, <laughs> when I'm not socializing. I'm, yeah. I I want to yeah, be yeah. at home. Yeah. But like, I crave this, like the the safety of just going outside. At least it was given yeah. a choice, you know. Yeah, just to go, yeah. just to have a walk. Just being alone, even just like just going outside, and not having this impending fear that I might like, especially me because I have asthma. Mm. Because if I get COVID, confirm I could die. <laughs> right, there's a yeah, yeah. you're immune compromised. Exactly. <laughs> the, also, the thing about not being able to just take a walk outside now is putting a hamper on our ability to find random cats. Oh my god. Like, Yes. The uh, right, yeah. The chance. I to don't be have a, a cat of my cat. own, and I can't this look for happen. another cat. Yeah, it's a crime now. It's, <laughs> like, it's a crime. You know, <laughs> outside of curfew, not allowed to be outside. Oh my god! So like, yeah, you can't just randomly meet cats. It is a, it's a problem. Cats are like, I guess what humans are. Mm, what's happening? Yeah, exactly. It's where where the humans at? <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Now, speaking of safety, let's go back All to right. this Monchiara case. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was the thing? What was the ransom there, again? There was, there was like a kid that got kidnapped in Monchiara. I think it was international oh. school. And they asked for like a ransom or like, like was it 100,000 or is it 1 million? What? And then the Man? case was closed because they returned the guy, the, the little boy. But I think oh, they okay. actually paid the ransom, allegedly, I think. Oof. Because they returned but the boy. Right, this is recent. No, this is like um a few years back. Not so recent. That, oh, so not so way before COVID. Uh. Yeah, way before COVID. Ooh, I can I think the frequency of cases like this is why school administration in private schools and international schools, especially, will will have to be careful about yeah. who the creepos are. But what about like school like Karaja? They're just like fuck them kids. Ah. <laughs> no, fuck them kids. They'll be alright. <laughs> like they'll come back. Eventually, <laughs> fuck the them school. kids. <laughs> I think that depends on where the, the where the school is. Like if it's yeah, in a it's very targeted because because their their parents are like, you know, half half. You know. <laughs> yeah, sekolah sekolah jenis sekolah Chinese schools will have snipers on the building. Oh my god! <laughs> that's how that, that's how much the triads oh care about the kids. <laughs> like the, the Chinese gangs pay so much to the sekolah jenis. To this day, like it still kind of baffles me that. HGH Convention Center Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, Is this yeah, cool Is it uh, Methodist I think Is it Methodist You know what I'm school? talking about right No I'm not sure if it's Methodist But let me like, do some Quick research on the HGH so, HGH Convention Center Yeah Center. because the last this time is... I went there I was like For an IU day Do you know what an IU day is? 
uh, that's something you insert to prevent uh, as a contraceptive. Ah, uh, no, that's an IUD. <laughs> Oh, what, what did you say? <laughs> no, an IUD is like an international, I think, United Day where they where schools just combine together and then they have like this big party where they celebrate unity. It was, I don't know why. Whoa. I don't even know why the fuck I went. It was just like... You you were you were a student? I was a student. And they were like, do you want to go? It's at the HGH Convention Center. And I was like, sure. Okay. You you meet other people. Yeah, others, you, meet other other, uh, you, you meet other kids from other yeah. schools. You meet teachers from other schools. And they have like clubs and stuff where you can like collaborate. It's like the biggest okay, collab yeah, of all time. Okay, yeah, that sounds time. fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it sounds fun and safe. I would say yes. Yeah. So you went. So I went and it was like, a, they had a concert. They had like board meetings and like club meetings. It was pretty cool. But yeah, I don't I don't know what school was there. I know one school was there, which was the Methodist Boys School. But I'm not sure if it was it, the school at the HH Convention Center. Yeah, because it there's certain thing is I know it's next to a school, and it is literally like it's next as in macam if you want to park and the parking is full, you you, you park there, at the school. Say, okay, yeah, you park at like macam tempat or you can see the assembly hall. That's that's pretty cool. Space. That's pretty cool. I know, but like. This is a school, as in you know what I mean. <laughs> this is how much uh, uh, the, the yeah. School there is, is no safety, absolutely not. Some it's like some some, like, some creepy well, guy could just park in the co- in the parking lot of the school and just be watching <laughs> them kids and like I'm, I'm, and like I'm sure, teacher. I'm scared. Well, teacher, I'm scared of the car. I'm like what car? That car. Allah, do not pergi convention center lah tu. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. This, you, the, yeah, this is why usually those events are at night and stuff and. So yeah, the, I'm I'm just super impressed that a school is so well funded, that 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 like international comedians and performers like would book their hall. It's a perform. pretty big hall. <laughs> yeah, it's a giant hall. It has all the like cool tech and stuff, and it's 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 satisfying to to I, I imagine it's satisfying to perform there on stage. It's but it's more much a like a banquet hall type thing. And, How was your but hall fun, la, in for school? Oh, which ones? I went to quite yeah, a few Yeah, I mean, schools. I mean, like the the most biggest hall in your school. Biggest hall in the school, I think it might have been in Bangi. Yeah. And it's just yeah, it's just a hall. It was the same size of a hall as Macham. It's like a almost like a like a community menu wedding hall. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Yeah, which is where I went to get my shot. Uh, so yeah, it's it's just yeah, it, it looks it looks. Always big enough, fun, <laughs> cool, but not like ostentatious. You you know it's a school hall. Yeah. Like there's like residue of like people like stuff on the wall. Why is there stuff on the, the ceiling? <laughs> have you like have you ever asked yourself why is there what? sticky tape on the ceiling in like most school halls? Is this like how you did they get why. there? You don't know. It's so You're high. Baffled? I can explain. Okay, explain. Yeah, because there's teenagers in there. <laughs> They just because jump up like, and put sticky tape on the walls. Because there's a growing, you know, kids who are just discovering their heights of creativity and athletic <laughs> prowess and trying to impress the 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 gender they're attracted to. Yeah. In foolhardy and, and dangerous ways. Oh my god. So that's why. That's why there's sticky tape in the ceiling. You never find that in the kindergarten. No, absolutely you know? not. Yeah, yeah. You won't find that at a, at a, at a, You'll find it at a university probably, <gasps> but like not. No, in high school specifically, you'll find anything everywhere. You know, that's. I was like, wow! Look like in high school, it's just everywhere. Not, everything yeah, right. is everywhere. And do you know, like, okay, my my high school was like, I went to a uh, sekolah kebangsaan for high school, 
So after okay. I okay, which was like a complete culture shock for me, by the way. Because you have since only been in private school. Yeah, so from private school yeah. to public school, yo, your girl was why, traumatized. Why, 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 why did it? Why, why did it happen that way? Because it's like it's a whole different culture, and nobody knows anybody. Oh no, no, not the culture shock. What? But why did you have to suddenly be in public school? Oh, because like my parents got divorced. Not a yeah. sad thing. Not a sad thing. But yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, my parents got divorced, and then my uh, my dad was like, I. I will not send you to private school. I want to send you to a school that's closer to the office. And we're like, ah. okay. So we went to. Right. So I went to convent Bukit Nanas, mm. which is also so like a creepy that? school to be in. Of course, the school is like over a hundred years old, and like the whole, the, like it's decorated with like pe- like pictures of dead people. I mean, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's also all art museums. Yeah, that's true. So like. Yeah, I don't know why you're scared of that. And but, it was also like uh, a part church. Like it was a part church, a part school. Yeah. And like there were Sanctuary, nuns there. Right? Yeah, yeah, there were nuns yeah, there still. Yeah. And then like there were like ghost stories like uh, they buried the Japanese soldiers in 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 the in the basement or something. And then there were certain places uh-huh. that we couldn't go. There was like a tunnel somewhere. There's always that fucking like rumor there's a tunnel somewhere under the school, you know. <laughs> right. So, but that was not the culture shock for you. No, the, the culture school. shock was absolutely the the community and like how people were like super ruthless and like what is this? Super ruthless? Is that what you said? Yeah, because they they weren't nice people. Mean? They weren't nice people. Okay, when I went when I went from private school to public school, because okay, I wasn't huh. really great at speaking Malay, mm-hmm. and they like judged me super hard for that, and they were like, "Why can't you speak uh. Malay?" And I'm just like. I okay. can understand Malay when you speak it to me. I just cannot speak yeah. it very well. Right. But they were like... That happens. Yeah, that happens. And then they were like super mm. judgmental. I got bullied a bit for it. <laughs> and then like, uh, yeah. Oh, and then I also got dengue. Okay, so the dengue thing, I gotta <laughs> say, probably not public school's fault. I don't think that counts as you a think, culture shock for you think, public school. And then there was just like, uh, yeah... <laughs> Don't think that relates. No, but then it was a very it was part of the traumatizing process. I was doing my okay, fucking right. I was doing my okay. fucking math exam. It's just like I have spots on ah. my legs. Right. Hmm. <laughs> so it was just the language thing, uh, it not was, like the It was a language things. thing. It was like how people just don't know or don't talk to each other, and then like huh. it was hard to find a group that I resonated with. Dang. Yeah. But like mm. at, in the end of it, I, I survived whatever it was. I was like, "Fuck school, yeah. it's just school." Right, right. But you did, you know, take notice of how your assembly hall had sticky tape on the ceiling. Yeah, I was like, "How did it get there?" <laughs> it worked. Yeah, you know, and the, the ploy like, to get attention from yeah, ladies but has like, worked. But like, from the boys. it's just a girls. It's a girls' school. It's a convent, right? So like, why is it up there? Oh. Well, the other girls lah. Yeah, the other girls lah. Girls want girls girls want to impress girls too. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so <laughs> that's that's what happened in all and in, in any high school, mixed gender or or not, there's gonna be some everything's everywhere. <laughs> oh gosh, but I love so I love the architecture yeah. of that school. It was really great. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, a lot of what history is this? Of it. What okay, the is because it's like old school and uh, it is like. The site of a, of a burial Is that true? It's, no It's a historical building Basically like the Japanese Used it during the occupation During the occupation So they Of course right. there's like A lot of rumours like, oh, It's a burial site People die there And I'm like People die everywhere Right 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 So you're fine <laughs> I'm fine People die everywhere 
you know, people could have died at your house like a million years ago. You don't really say how that long? it's haunted. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Do how long did you have? Uh, did you were you in the school? I was in the school from from from, I think the second half of my UPSR until form five. Second half of UPSR. Yeah. That's the Jannam. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. So five five years. Yeah. No wait. Three five, years. Five. Five and a half years. Five and a half years. Yeah. That okay. Now you're five and a half years in all girls school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did anybody get hysteria? Yes. Crazy okay. amount. This is a okay. Crazy amount. Okay, so this is the thing that I, I talked about in the different, uh, not different podcast episode, different podcast entirely. How to Malay. We we talked about how to Malay. Yeah, how to Malay is the name of the podcast. Okay, alright. Um. Yeah, yeah. We we talk about being Malay, uh, and we're Malay from different countries. One Singapore boy, me representing Tanah Melayu, and another Bruneian. So in that episode, we talked about hysteria and how we think it has something to do with. With with being a Malay and being a Malay uh, woman. Oh. So, yeah, that's our theory. Like, well, I want to hear your point of view. And you say lots of hysteria happened. It was a lot of hysteria because of okay, if one person screams, a lot of people are gonna scream. Because what? <laughs> I don't know why. Wait. It was just a thing. Wait. Like, if one person screams, like another person is gonna automatically scream. I don't know why it was a thing. I don't know if it has anything to do with gender because I did experience hysteria when I was in private school when I went to camp and yes. like when I went to camp like one of these I think it was a boy who like fainted right oh. it was a boy who yeah. fainted like in the middle of our night walk right and then like this girl was just like oh freaking out freaking out freaking out and then suddenly yeah. the whole camp was freaking out like right. like mass hysteria I was just like whoa dude like what is going on what does Okay, so just yelling isn't really hysteria. Is I think it's the feeling of anxiety and fear that kind of spreads mm. around, and you feel this kind of uneasiness, and like you get scared, like straight up. Like what you is don't it? Feel what it. does it look like? Well, when I remember, okay, here here's like a like like something that happened to me during my agama class. <sighs> like during my agama class, the person yeah. next to me. Mm. Sun suddenly like bangs her head on the table, right? And then she like starts convulsing around, and drops okay. to the floor. And then people, okay. and then obviously there's the girl that starts screaming, and then everybody's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, what's happening? What's happening?" And everyone's like freaking scared. Oof. And it so looks you saw that. what it looks like is basically mm. a bunch of little girls, <laughs> yeah, going. What the fuck is this? What is going on? Oh my god, someone call the teacher. Someone call the teacher. What is going on? I need to call my parents. Oh my god. Something like that. Okay. So, how would this be handled? Uh, we have to call the teacher and some of us would go outside and some of us who are brave enough would go after the girl who fainted and like try to give her some air, something like that. And, like, chaos. Yeah, it's chaos. Absolutely like absolutely chaos, but I don't know if it has anything to do with like Malay or like or right. or even gender okay. it's just like basically what I feel like hysteria is is like the feeling of fear and anxiety mm. shared within a group okay I, I, I agree with that the, the the working theory that we had is because this is again this is our limited you know pool of understanding so we're probably wrong 
but we don't know or have heard of any cases of hysteria happening in 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 uh, from non-Malays. Right. True. Like, I don't know any. Yeah. So true. there's no. I've never heard of a Chinese person getting hysteria. Oh, and um, yeah, a non-Malay getting hysteria. No, I don't know. Why, yeah. are, you, are you remembering Ade? Wait, wait. I'm thinking about it. No. Ah, no, okay, no. okay. Uh, one. And then the other is, um, I don't know, again, limited experience, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if a, a, a guy has ever started to get hysteria suddenly. Ooh, I would have to ask my friends from the all-boys school. Right. Yeah. I've been to all-boys school for a long, for a long time. Never. Never? Girls, yes. Yeah, never in the, in cool. the guys. Cool. I, I, I gotta ask the guys from the all-guys school if they ever, like, witnessed, like, an... Fucking yeah. exorcism or something. <laughs> I yeah, I don't think it's uh, it's never happened. I just uh, I just in, think in it's a, more rare. Yeah, I just think it's more rare. And the working theory again, oh, the working hypothesis, not working theory. The hypothesis <laughs> that I have <laughs> is because you're you're right. I agree with you. The whole fear, anxiety, and you don't know how to express it, and then you just you sort of explode, and then everybody's sensing what that is. Uh, some some sort of subtext. Do you or, think like, women have? Aware. Do you think women have like uh, hypersensitivity to that? No, I don't think so. I think you have the correct level of sensitivity. It's just that what is expected from you is way unreasonable and disproportionate. Like what? Like, like for example, I think uh, uh, the the Malay women, especially, there's the expectations of how you're supposed to act, how you're supposed to behave, how you're supposed to to look like, what you're supposed to wear, what you're supposed to do, what mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, why you're not outgoing enough? Why you outgoing? Why are you choosing this? Why are you choosing that? The guy tried to do something with you. Why didn't you do this? You know the whole big victim blaming thing. <laughs> you know you have to cover up. You have to not. You know have to do this. You have to do that, and then predatory behavior that you can't call out because you're not supposed <coughs> to speak out blah 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 and then limited options so when you get to do something and, and all this other shit uh, all, there's already like a lot of much like, religious expectations if you are walking around being Malay just being Malay people expect you to not do this not do that speak like this speak like that already so do you feel like then, having hysteria what? is like an escape from all that I feel like you would get that once, especially when you and you're in your teens, because you're realizing that you're gonna spe- step into adulthood and you don't ever get to be a full grown up. You don't actually have the autonomy to do whatever you want to do. You can't even get into fights mm-hmm. like like guys will get away with doing. Absolutely, you know. I hate, yeah, I hate that, that part. I wanted to throw hands. <laughs> I've been wanting to throw hands, like. Like for real, I actually beat up someone when I was in primary. Yeah, oh, oh, your primary school. Yeah, when I was in primary school, I actually yeah, yeah, beat up back back when you were allowed. Yeah, back when yeah, it was when like I was when it was allowed for girls yeah. to throw hands. Yeah, well, you should be allowed up until up until whenever boys are still allowed to do that. Because guys will have a fight with a teacher exactly. and still allowed to come to school the next day. Can how's that for? You you got a grown person's body and and your your opponent is the same weight class. Yeah, you know, <laughs> come in, you know, go, go in and, and fucking figure it out with your fist. Why not? I'm not suggesting it's always the best thing to do. I'm saying if you're a teenager and you, and and you're trying to work things out, can don't over punish somebody just because their gender is is the wrong kind, quote unquote. Yeah. So I think all of that stuff builds up and then you you know explode into hysterics. Uh, because where how else are you gonna explain uh, how how else are you gonna express this in a way that makes sense? Because a lot of this is pernicious and like insidious. The rules, the unspoken things, the 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 little snide snarkiness, and everybody, much and there's a you know there's always like a subset of people who are 
who buy into the ideology of women is supposed to behave a certain way, but yeah. they themselves are also women, and so they self-police. Kan? They're like, yeah. kenapa kau pakai like, They're also, you know, not being aware that they are. But do you that agree that are, there, there are some people who who are in, like, the in-between of self-policing and and also liberalism in a kind of way? I think so. Everybody is in between everything. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm agree that I agree that the, these kind of people exist. So, but I do think it's disproportionately connected to Malay women, and I, that and is I'm, true. And yeah, so like, I think that's what's happening it, because you know it can't be because ghosts like Malay girls <laughs> because it can't be that. What the fuck is that? Because what is that? The, the ghost to be racist, shit? man. No, that's not how it works. So it has to be this because I can't think of any. Uh, I mean, I feel like this is the 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 clear and obvious thing, and like yeah, feel free to corroborate with your uh, all boys uh, <laughs> friends. I will. But ask I think this is what happens. But like, um, yeah. usually people who who go into hysterics or what what my teachers would say is they yeah. like they have gone through a traumatic experience. Yeah, 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 they've gone through a traumatic experience, or they have like certain things to let out. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely do agree. Like, it has to do with like teen angst and being at a susceptible age. Okay, but like, yeah, it also part- comes to part with like what they're going through at the moment, like in their psyche. Ooh. The the, <laughs> what was the thing that made you want to throw hands in 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 uh, in secondary school? Tapi tak boleh. Oh, in oh, in secondary school, I got, yeah. um, I got excluded from a group of people because Dang, yeah, pulau. I kena pulau ah. Lepas tu aku, yeah. I wanted, I was like, yo, I'm like, what's up, right? I'm like, what's up? <laughs> like, why am I being like left out? This feels weird. What's good? And then they just literally ignored me, and I'm like, yo, this bitch want me to throw hands. <laughs> Like, listen. I'm not a. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. incoherently a, a violent person. I have violent mm. thoughts, and that should be checked out by a therapist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, but maybe yeah, if I yeah, can let know, it, let this I mean, out. Like, okay, if you if a guy was like fighting with some other guy, right? Yeah. It would be fine. They would fight it out, and it would be like, that's it, right? And then they become friends afterwards, mm. or not. But at least they get it out yeah. there. With girls, yeah. they keep it. They hold it close to their hearts until they graduate. Oh, <laughs> oh no! And like that's terrible. And like I have to work. Like I have to go to therapy for that shit. Like why? Like, I should have just uh. thrown hands when I when I can. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> so there are like the new initiatives, the new mental health initiatives. Like if you have a problem, fucking catch these hands. Exactly. Come out. Come outside. If you have catch a problem, me outside, man. Catch us outside. It's a new mental health initiative by by Mindakami, <laughs> and uh, if you if you are your loved one, but uh, catch some hands. Oh god. Yeah. Okay. Dang. Yeah. So I think that's that 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 was for sure a part of it. Is some but um yeah and 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 you and knowing that you also when you say oh a lot can hysteria in your in your in your school I'm like oh maybe a lot of people were going through a lot of stuff <laughs> you know growing up <sighs> it's hard. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's difficult. That's why, much like, right, like now, like you say, some kids want to go to 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 school. Some kids prefer to to just have your their friends over for a night. Yeah, and this is this is already aside from the fact that they have not been able to be get vaccinated yet. Yeah, can and then they have to go out and expose themselves. And there's the teachers there, and with overcrowding in classes, is there's a whole different, a whole a whole other deal. 
And parents also and want then, to protect their children from COVID, and this is like, it's a whole, mm. it's a whole thing. Ooh boy! And then there's no more Lunaria as it as it used to be. Uh, yeah, Lunaria <laughs> is to, not. To it, I mean, Lunaria is still thriving. It's still yeah. it's still going wherever it's going. It's I do not, not know, but I know it's not the same. But it's yeah. it's getting there. It's still an outlet for them teens. Well, okay. Good luck, teens, if you're listening. And if you are somebody who is close proximity to a teen, you know, give them some space. Yeah, give and, them space. Uh, don't don't crowd them and let them feel yeah. what they want to feel. And if so happens to, to, you know, if it comes to it, just catch them outside. Yeah, you know? let them Let's throw just, hands <laughs> with you. It's fine. Yeah, let, yeah let, them, let them work through stuff. Or get you. them a punching bag. It really helps. Did you, was that something you ever asked for? Like I had a punching bag. Like, I mean, like, I did. I did karate when I was in when I was in secondary. Oh, karate! Yeah, I did karate, and I also did jujitsu for a bit. It was fun. Huh. It got like yeah. just gets out all the aggression. It feels and good, also, probably. if anyone were to catch these hands, I would know exactly what to do. <laughs> 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 this is this is it. You've been training. Yeah, I've been training for this moment, yeah. man. Yeah, you somebody just has game. to hit me first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <sighs> so you mentioned uh, on the offline that you work a little bit for Asian Food Network. Yeah. So when I worked into uh, when I was working in an agency, I did uh, work for the social media for Asian Food Network. That was really fun. Hmm. And oh okay. And I've learned to cook recently, and I've been doing lots of. Like, just simple recipes. I've been learning recipes through TikTok, actually. Which is really fun as well. Yo. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I... I, I who, who do I follow on TikTok for recipes? This guy, um, Sarifa Rahman or somebody. What? I forgot his name. Ka- but Kairu he does... <laughs> no, Karaman is fine. He's fine, but I, I, I don't really follow him for recipes. He makes food that's pretty. He's like Linja. I don't know if you know Linja. No, I don't know Linja. The grandma... I don't know. Today we're gonna win. I'm s- <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's how she. That's how she sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, L Y N J A on TikTok. So she and Karamia, I feel, are the same category of 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 um, chef uh-huh. people who who make stuff because it's pretty and and algo friendly. Right. Um, and you're not into yeah, that. Yeah. It doesn't help me learn anything in the kitchen. Yeah. I it, know it's they more. Look good it's more of like I'm, let's just present a plate. <laughs> it's more much of this is trending. Let's watch me make it, or this is pretty. Uh, let's you know. Let's you. Let's let let's watch me make it with my cool gear that I have that you don't have. Oh, let's watch <laughs> it in my cool granite kitchen top. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. I just want somebody. I just want to learn basic shit. Uh, somebody I, I also help like me, like make like. How do I make chili crab, man? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like how oh, eh? the people I follow are like the I follow Sola Elwaili. Mm-hmm. Who Oh Sola, you know yes. 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 So, for one of the from, yeah, I, follow I her think way, she was she used to be in Bon Appetit, right? Bon Appetit, yeah. I follow her way back from Serious Eats oh, back she, in two thousand ten. Okay. So yeah, from there I'm like, Oh, who's this who's this person? Because her ideas are always like like left field. And then when I saw her in the background of Bon Appetit, like, oh she's gonna be in front of camera soon and then she did and then the whole fallout. And now I just follow her on Food Fifty Two to for for when she makes like cool little fun stuff. It's it's about to be like Halloween season. We're gonna get some spooky, spooky recipes treats. soon. 
Guys, this spooky tree is gonna be fun. So, so like, what do you follow? I like, I like Rick Sanchez pretty stuff. Oh, Rick, Sweet Ch- Rick Sanchez is pretty good. Do you still follow like yeah. anyone else from from Bon Appetit? Like uh, Claire, like Claire. Claire. Yeah. I like Claire, but she's very pedantic. What, what does like, that mean? She's so much uh, particular. Yeah. And like. Yeah, you so much. Kind of, I get tired watching her explain herself. <laughs> you get tired. Like, you d- like listen, I'm just like, trying to cook. I'm tired yeah, listening of you trying to explain how this is good for me. Yeah, you don't have to like to over measure and over whatever overly have different tips. I'm like chill out, uh, just cepat cepat je, cepat cepat je boleh. Oh my Can, god. And Sola the, the, is agak, almost agak cooking man. Yeah, I like the like. I I used to get annoyed at that because when you first start learning, you need precision. Yeah. Okay, you need either precision or a lot of room for error. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I would gravitate to Alton Brown, who, who would be very very precise with his things. He will explain to you why baking soda is different from baking powder. Blah blah blah. So I really liked him, and then I followed Serious Eats, and I learned about Jake and G Lopez, <laughs> alt that who is also really good with precision. But then Jake and G is very much um. He's he's like a scientist guy. Yeah. He would try new things and, and it has like to be in a sous vide. It has to be at a particular <laughs> temperature at a particular time. I mean, not necessarily. Do you have a like, meat he, thermometer? He, no, I don't. But he his thing is he will he will do that. He won't tell you, but he'll do that. He'll show the work, but then the recipe he gives you is the easiest one. Oh, that's great. So yeah, so he's very chill. Uh, you know who him. I love and watching? Ah, uh, who is it? Jacques Papon. <laughs> Jean, Jean Pepin Oh Jean Pepin Jean Pepin is cool also He's such a cute old man cute, Like cooking his omelets Cooking potatoes yeah. And like I'm so he's sad great. When I found out That he like His wife passed away uh, Because he's He's always cooking he, For his wife What? Yeah I thought you were gonna say He passed away I'm No like, no no, no He's still alive Yeah He's alright As far at the time of recording he's Jean still Pepin alive. is cool <laughs> Yeah, if you want to find out who is J A C Q U E P E P I N Jean Pepin, um, he's the like the French. He's the French. Um, what's the what's the version? who's the thing? Huh? The 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 American cookie cook he, person. He's the he's oh, the huh? He's the he's the French not, not Julia Child. Yes, he's the French Julia child. Yeah, he's like very nice, very kind. Ato, like your grandpa. Like your grandpa teaching you. Uh, tells you how to cook French cooking, but in a very yeah. nice way, not in a very strict way. Yeah, you take the onion and you <laughs> cut it. <laughs> so I love cute, it. man. Japan is great, and his his stuff is very basic also. Yeah, like as in as in like essential cooking. He does. He's not he basic doesn't friendly. Fancy basic with friendly. It. Yeah, every so often when he does something, he'll show you how he does it in the restaurants, and then you're like, "Wait a minute, what? What? Like he'll do? Yeah, he'll exactly. Do it. It's just like wait. Yeah, he'll, wait. I thought yeah, we were cooking at home. Huh? I thought. But we then were... he's like, "But you don't have to do that." <laughs> like, yeah, like, he, but, every so often he'll do that. He's but like, that's just how I like it. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like so, so you can make you know, baking the omelet with chives, a little bit of creme fraiche, and that's all. But sometimes when I make it, I like to sous vide. <laughs> oh wait, my wait, gosh! What? All right. I like to put a little demi glace, a little bit of thing, and a little bit of white wine. But that's just how I like it. You don't have to do. <laughs> like, very friendly so French cooking. Yeah, very friendly. But every so often when he tells you the the how French restaurants does it, it's like oh. Okay, he it's like he'll flex a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but he yeah, can that, yeah. It's like your I don't want so, you to flex, you know. 
Itu ya sajalah yeah. Tujuh aku teres sebenarnya kan? <laughs> Tapi ya, Ini untuk korang lah kan? Korang nak belajar Pelan-pelan So like he, I, I think it was the Him breaking down a chicken He was breaking down a chicken And then suddenly He did this move With the wig like, Sometimes I like to do this With the wig He does like bah, 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 And then it becomes Like a chicken boxing thing Yeah And and then you, So it looks perfect It looks nice And then he goes But you don't have to do that You can just oh do this It's also okay <laughs> I'm like, okay, old man, I know, I see you, I see what you're doing. <sighs> Another guy is uh, uh, Yan, Yan Kan Kook. Yan Kan Kook? No, I had. Yeah, I don't, I don't you know, know he's a Martin, Martin Yan. He's the Chinese-American. And he, the way he shows off is like proper showing off because he's like, you know, uh, Asian-American. Like he's the Jackie Chan in the kitchen. Right. So he'll, he'll, break, a, he'll break down a chicken in like five minutes uh, on, on real, in real time. <laughs> so like he's hot. Ah, uh, if I can do it, you can too. Ho, Martinian, <laughs> he's cool also. Yeah. So, so what have you been making? I've been making uh, a lot of soups lately, like Malay soups, and then I've been doing. What did I do? What have I been doing? Oh, oh. my gosh! Crisis. Crisis. Good <laughs> job. Crisis. Yeah. I've been making a lot of soups lately because it's been rainy and it's been like. Yeah, uh, soups are good. Like, and then you know, I do you know where I learned to make broccoli soup. What? Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay is great. He's Gordon he's is French great, techniques. Man. Like I love I yeah, love yeah, that yeah. guy, and he's like. <sighs> so his broccoli when soup is just so simple. It's just basically like, you cook the broccoli in some in some, uh, chicken stock, and you add your yeah. and you add your um, root vegetables and just blend it and add brie on top. That's it. Right, right. Today broccoli soup. Okay, <laughs> cut the broccoli in. Like the way he has a very clipped cadence. That's why I love I love watching in. Hell's Kitchen so much. It's just like yeah. yeah. Put the broccoli in in with the pan, and then, blah blah blah. And now you serve. He's uh when he's just telling you instructions, he's like very very clipped, straightforward, very direct. Yeah. He's not super like frenzy frenzy. He's just telling you instructions, and then the UK version of his shows, he's actually like thoughtful and trying to figure out how to solve things. And in the Master Chef Junior. Shows he's so like gentle and tender. He's so sweet with, with the kids. kids. Yeah, he's because he's like, kids. stop and crying, darling, stop crying. Yeah, it's okay. It's gonna be all right. Oh and God. then, and then the cat, the American shows. He's you always like, yelling. <laughs> the US shows are making it uh, hard for you to like. Oh, care what's about your favorite you Gordon Ramsay um, curse? Gordon Ramsay curse. Yeah. I don't know about uh, curse. I uh, I like the one where he says you're an idiot sandwich. You're, so what that are one, you? I think that <laughs> an idiot sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> the, I think the one that I, I like wasn't him saying it, but it was him. Him he was intense. Yeah, he was trying to get the the uh, services happening, but then he heard somebody say something and then they think a lot. So the the thing was, come on. You cook like old people fuck. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, the, wait, hold on. The Gordon hold the Gala. Voodoo. It's so stupid. The thing that I... I what, the, one of the what, Gordon Ramsay moments is when he came to... When he came here, I came to Malaysia. Nak belajar masak rendang. And then the auntie is like, agak-agak. And he's like, what does that mean? Agak-agak. Agak-agak. <laughs> what is agak-agak? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so at first when you start to learn cooking, you want to be precise and stuff. And the reason you make soups is because soups are pretty forgiving. Yes. If it's too seasonable, you just add more liquid. And if it's not, you just take out stuff. It's really easy to fix. So at first you want to learn precision. But then eventually, 
me, I'm speaking for myself, I learned that ingredients don't all have the same potency over time. Um, which means even if you use like three bay leaves, four bay leaves, it depends on how strong the bay leaves are. I didn't you know, know bay mean? leaves have like strength. But all things have strength. Like you have old black pepper and fresh black pepper will have different potencies. That's true, but I didn't know bay leaves had strength. <laughs> I'm using an example, but like it's true across all it's true across all spices and it's true across all ingredients also. You might have a different kind of fruit today, you might have a different vegetable. Today the vegetables not that great, so you have to adjust your flavor based on how they how they taste that day. Can so that's how I understand what agaga means and the value of agaga. It means I don't want to give you a precise <coughs> precise measurement, so but I know the the precision uh, might be much wrong. Right. If your ingredient but your potency tak sama. So that's why they say agaga to safeguard themselves a little bit, but also to safeguard the user of the recipe. Yeah. But do you feel like cooking can o- it can also be like as you go you get cooking intuition. You learn uh, what's happening faster. Like you know, okay, I, you sense that okay, this this ingredient I work with this ingredient enough to know that th- we're reaching a point where I need to do something. So like that lah, you know, just like with any much um even when, as you read, you don't really learn grammar rules. That's true, <laughs> but you just feel what's right. Yeah, you can feel what's right with words and language, for example. And, you know, I'm sure this is similar to all uh, uh, fields of knowledge also. Like, the more you do something, the more you can sense whether or not something is correct or no. That's true. So, similar with cooking, yeah, yeah that's right. So, uh, hopefully <laughs> you get you get better at that. I'm glad you're having fun on TikTok, yo. Yeah, and I'm glad, like, I mean, like, I've been doing cooking videos on TikTok. If anyone wants to follow me on TikTok, it's... Uh, oh, yeah, let's do plugs now. Yeah. Because we're, we're wrapping up. What is, okay, where can people find you and your work? You can find me on TikTok at D 96 And you <laughs> can find me on Instagram at Devil Fluffy. I know it's weird. It's just the way it is. <laughs> How how do you spell the TikTok handle again? Uh, F-A-R-A-H-D-9-6 Alright, so that's all of your things. Anything else you want to tell the people before before we log out? Please go to Moose's shows. Support <laughs> him. He's, he's just working very hard. Thank you. I'm decently entertaining. <laughs> uh, plugs for me As you know uh, We have How to Malay The podcast The weekly podcast If you want to hear me weekly Instead of bi-weekly On this one And if you want to hear me Talk about being Malay specifically Go to How to Malay podcast Anywhere podcasts are available It's me and Kamarul uh, From Singapore And Zainal Boslaman From Brunei uh, And also a special guest Whenever we have them And also support our work At Patreon As usual This part is where we thank The patrons this this podcast continues to be free because of the patrons that we have. And I'm going to uh, list them all down here. We have Wani, Aisha, Salah, Amsha, Natra, Alina, Ifi, Sarah, Faza, Arina, Tasnim, Izian, Ayuni, Ayman, Amanda, Anwar, Nikhani, Trish, Trishnofu, Rachel, Chi, Ira, Daniel, Alia, Musemaster, Sabrina, Shazwani, Mayamin, Safri, Shafiq, Zan. These are the people who help uh, keep our work going. So shout out to them. And lastly, thank you everybody for supporting uh, our show and listening to the podcast. Thank you, Faya, for your time. No problem. And uh, thank you uh, for listening. Uh, Take care of each other. Wash your hands. I love you. I love you. And be good. Bye.